Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L. On Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. Bernie and Sid in the morning. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Fly ball to right field, Acuna going back, Acuna is there, he's got it! And the Braves have swept the Mets and dealt them a devastating defeat. You come at the Kings, you better not miss. They came into Atlanta, Georgia, and the Braves took them down three times. And the magic number's down to a one for this ball club that now has 100 wins on the year. They'll give it to Hall, looking for the end zone, and he, did he get there? He lost the football. And now it has been ruled a touchdown. Second and six. Play action. Room to room again. An easy trot into the end zone for Jones. Second rushing score of the day. What an interesting sports weekend here for the New York fans. Uh, the second time this season where the Jets and Giants both win on a Sunday. But unlike a couple of weeks ago, when we had all four locals win on the same day, the Jets, the Giants, the Mets, and the Yankees, something that had not been done, by the way, for 13 years, dating all the way back to 2009, no baseball yesterday. The Yankees lose. Doesn't really matter. The Yankees have the two seed wrapped up. And right now it's just the Aaron Judge, Roger Maris home run chase. And uh, Aaron Judge now still stuck at 61. And if he gets it, it's not going to happen at home because the Yankees start their last four games of the regular season today in Texas. A four-game set against the Rangers. One today, doubleheader tomorrow, one on Wednesday, and that's it. Yankees are the two seed behind Houston inside the American League. So Aaron Judge, if he goes past Roger Maris, will not do it at home. He, in all likelihood, too, will not win the Triple Crown. He struck out three times yesterday. So he's down to hitting 311. So the Triple Crown looks like it's out the door, too. So not a great baseball weekend. The Mets, as you heard, swept in Atlanta. You go to Atlanta, you've got a one game lead. You've got Jacob DeGrom on the mound on Friday. Max Scherzer on the mound on Saturday. Chris Bassett on the mound on Sunday. you got to figure you're going to win maybe two of those games. They don't win any. And uh, all year we talked about how this Met 
one-two punch at the top of their rotation with DeGrom and Scherzer probably makes them the best team in baseball and can get them past the Dodgers in a big series inside the NLCS. And here they go to Atlanta in the biggest series of the year, up one game, and both those guys are no good. DeGrom, in fact, has had two lousy starts in a row, the A's and the Braves. So now the Mets find themselves two back of Atlanta. Both the Mets and the Braves have three regular season games to play. So if there's a miracle and the Braves somehow get swept in Miami by the lowly Marlins and the Mets, who host Washington for three, can sweep the Nationals, then the Mets would win the NL East. If the Braves win one of those three games against Miami, the Mets cannot win the NL East. It's that simple. The Braves have to get swept by the Marlins, and the Mets have to sweep the Nationals, and both of those series start tonight. Braves in Miami, Mets home for the Nets. I'm doing the other way around, excuse me, the Mets are in right. Washington, and Atlanta's home for Miami, right? Right. But either way, the Braves win one, the Mets don't win the NL East. Well, the thing is, they have the tiebreaker, too. Right. Atlanta. Right. So, that was why that game was important yesterday. That's it. So if really they win important. one, it's over. Because, again, if they both win tonight, that would put the Mets two back with two games to play. And even if the Mets win both of those and the Braves lose both of those, Atlanta's got the tiebreaker. So it's very simple. Braves win one. Mets come in second place. Braves get swept. The Mets sweep Washington. The Mets win the NL East. In other words, the Mets have found a way to blow a double-digit lead. This is Willie Randolph. Part two with Buck Showalter. Oh, my. And now the Mets will, will not have a bye in the first round, and that's that. Why don't they play this playoff game anymore? That doesn't make sense. The one-game playoff? Yeah, if you Stupid. finish tied, why? That, you wouldn't have had that Yankee-Red Sox game. Right, that's true. You wouldn't have had that game. And that's that was true. one of the classic games. The Bucky Dent home run yeah, against Mike Torres. That's what should. That's what the rule used to be. Yeah. Like you finish tie. You have to. You play, play one game. You play one game. Yeah, Bucky Dent. People forget he hit that big home run to beat the Red Sox, moved the Yankees to the World Series, and then it was Bucky Dent who won the World Series MVP that year, 1977 when they beat the Dodgers. Reggie Jackson won the World Series MVP in '78 when they beat the Dodgers again. It was Bucky Dent. So he hits a big home run to beat the Red Sox. Then he has a great World Series against the Dodgers and won the World Series MVP. So there's your sports. The Giants are not a very good football team, but they're 3-1. and one. Now they've beaten a couple of really bad teams, the Panthers, the Bears, the Titans, who did beat the Colts yesterday. And all kinds of injuries yesterday. Daniel Jones hurt his ankle. Tyrod Taylor, concussion protocol. So now the Giants go to London to play against the Green Bay Packers in England on Sunday morning. It'll be the second game of the year in London. Yesterday, the Vikings beat the Saints in London. And the question is, who's going to play quarterback? Daniel Jones with his bad ankle, Tyrod Taylor, he was concussed, or Davis Webb coming off the practice squad. So the Giants are 3-1, and one, tied with Dallas, one back of the Eagles, who are still the only undefeated team in football inside the NFC East. But all kinds of questions surrounding quarterback for the Giants coming up against Green Bay and London on Sunday. No question at quarterback for the Jets. Zach Wilson came back, and he played a good football game, and the Jets win in Pittsburgh, unbelievably. And the Jets, for all the talk about their head coach, Robert Sella, and how pathetic they are, the Jets are 2-2. Two and two. The Jets are 2-2 two and two and beat the Steelers yesterday. So that is your sports scene for the weekend. 
and we'll uh, talk about it a couple of times today. Of course, the political scene, it was all about Michigan. Saturday night, live on Newsmax, President Donald Trump, another big rally. And again, he got the faithful like me all fired up. I mean, I went to uh, Peter Luger Saturday night to celebrate Danielle's birthday. She was in Wales in Europe for her actual birthday last Tuesday. So this Saturday, me and Danielle and Gabe and our friends Cheryl and Thomas went to Luger, had a great dinner. And uh, special thanks to Joan Nunziata and Kono, who actually dropped off a birthday cake for Danielle. I didn't find out about it until I got there. Kono stopped by to tell me. So special thanks to Joe and Kono. We had a wonderful dinner Saturday night while the Trump rally was going on. But I came back and watched it after, and it was electric as it usually is. So let's get right to it. Donald Trump, big rally, Michigan on Saturday. And, you know, he's still talking about the elections. You know, we've all said it. Bernie has said it. I've said it. Bill O'Reilly says it time and time again. It would be in President Trump's best interest to stop talking about the rigged 2020 election. It's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. He will talk about it till the day he dies. Even if he wins in 2024, he'll still talk about how he got screwed back in 2020. You want proof of what I just said? This is Donald Trump Lewis cut number two from Michigan and Newsmax on Saturday. Yelling political opponents just like the Soviet Union, now Russia. The Soviet Union, now Russia. Think of it. We're being compared to that by many, many people because of what's happening with the criminal justice system. I think it's the criminal injustice system. If the communists win, and now we're talking communists, we don't say socialist anymore because we've already skipped over socialists. But I'm afraid we have never had, we, and I don't believe, I don't believe we'll ever have a fair election again. I don't believe it. He doesn't believe we'll ever have a fair election again. Once again, Donald Trump live in Michigan, big rally, Saturday night, Newsmax carried it. Now he goes on to talk about America first. Say what you want about Donald Trump. When he was president, he put America first. And the rest of the world was on notice. Well, we've been over this a million times. Vladimir Putin never, and he didn't, by the way. He didn't uh, mess with the Ukraine. No talks about China and Taiwan, North Korea. Rocket Man was calming down. There was no lousy deal with the Iranians, a nuclear deal, which, of course, jeopardizes Israel. None of that stuff was going on because Donald Trump put America first, and the rest of the world on notice. He says the left is trying to destroy all of that. Lewis, Donald Trump, cut number six, once again, courtesy of Newsmax. Our platform, can you imagine, is this, again, this could only happen to Trump. This doesn't happen to people. Remember, Strzok and his lover, Lisa Page, had a torrid affair and were writing love notes about the insurance policy to take out Trump if he should win the election. Should he win? We have an insurance policy. You know what the insurance policy was? All of the things that we've been through over the last five years. These are dangerous people who are willing to burn every American institution to the ground to target their political opponents. These are very sick and dangerous people. But we will never let them silence us. Truth Social, go out and sign up now. It's our voice. The radical left lunatics are doing everything possible to cancel our American first 
this is America first. What's wrong with America first? We put our nation ahead of others. Now, we want to help others, but we have our nation to watch. And our nation has probably never been in more dangerous conditions than it is now. Everything's going bad, everything. But truth is carrying the banner and carrying it proudly and carrying it well. And we will continue onward like nobody has ever continued onward before. There's never been a movement like this. He talked about uh, Truth Social. I am on that, by the way, Lewis. Of course, I'm on uh, Instagram at Rosenberg.Sydney. I'm on Facebook, Sid Rosenberg. I'm on Twitter at Sid Rosenberg. And I'm on Truth Social. And my handle there, like the old CB days, uh, Breaker 19, Breaker 19. My handle there is at NY Best Morning. At NY Best Morning. So he talked about America first in that second cut. He talked about the Democrat lunatics in that first cut. Let's make it local. Obviously, the Attorney General here, Letitia James, is no good. She is on a witch hunt to get rid of Donald Trump. That's what she ran on. That's all she does. You talked about you talk about derelict of duty, and somebody should be removed tomorrow, today, I should say. That's Letitia James. You know, we spend so much time talking about getting rid of Alvin Bragg, who's another lowlife and should be fired today, and he will be fired if Lee Zeldin beats Kathy Hochul. But Letitia James, she needs to go, too. She's every bit as bad, if not worse, than Alvin Bragg. And Donald Trump pointed that out Saturday in Michigan. Called her a racist, actually. It's great stuff. Here it is, Lewis. This is Donald Trump, cut number nine, once again, courtesy of Newsmax. They're all attacking me, including the racist... AG, Attorney General in New York, whose state is falling apart from murders, rapes, robberies, drug deals, and every other form of record-breaking crime. As this racist AG, she is just as bad as you get. As she only campaigned, you know what her campaign was? I didn't know her, she didn't know me. I will get Donald Trump. And then, you know, she ran for governor, she got like 2% or something. And then she went right back. I said, well, does this mean she's leaving the state from the attorney general because she's terrible? She's terrible on crime, unless it's Donald Trump we can get in some form. She was trying to protect banks, but the banks got paid. They never even defaulted. They were. Uh, the fact is, I made a lot of money. We have a lot of cash. We have a great company. I pay off the banks. I think she thought the banks were taken advantage of. No, the banks had the best lawyers in the country. Believe me, I know that. They're very smart. We don't need her protecting banks. We need her protecting the people of New York from being murdered. From being murdered. Donald Trump. Nobody does it better. Big rally, Michigan, last Saturday night. We've got a lot more audio. The first three cuts you heard right there, once again, courtesy of our friends at Newsmax. Oh, we've got a big Monday show coming your way. Coming up at 7.05. What do you think about housing these illegal immigrants on a Norwegian cruise line cruise ship? Some folks don't think it's a terrible idea. One of those folks is my friend from Staten Island, Councilman Joe Borelli, who right now is in a blood feud with Curtis Sliwa. That's always fun. Joe Borelli set to join us at 7.05, coming up at 7.40. The editor of the National Review, always a great Bernie and Sid Monday morning guest. My dear friend, Rich Lowry. And then, coming up at 8.40 out of Brooklyn, New York, politician Inna Kurnikov. And we're going to talk about all the issues with anti-Semitism in the CUNY system, including my buddy Jeff Lax at Kingsborough Community College in Manhattan Beach, Brooklyn. 
1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. Bernie and Sid on a Monday morning. We got a big show for you. All the sports, all the politics, all the news, all the entertainment. Nobody does it better than us. And I'll be back right after this. Red Apple Podcast Network. Tramp for you, 624, raining on your Monday morning. Folks, join 77 WABC and Ramsey Mazda as we honor law enforcement officers across the nation. This comes up Friday, October the 28th with special guests and commentary. 77 WABC and Ramsey Mazda back the blue Friday, October 28th. And nobody backs the blue more than me and Bernie. Um, You know that, folks. Week from today is Columbus Day. I'll be in the parade once again, second consecutive year, thanks to my dear friend Angelo Vivolo. And I'll be in a convertible Cadillac, like I was last year. And uh, I am looking for a, um, an Italian woman to be in the car with me. Has to be famous, though, and can't be ugly. Those are the two, um, what? It's good to have your conditions <laughs> Let's diagram It's going to be on TV. You think Maria Bartiromo and Joe Piscopo want to interview an ugly lady? I'm looking for an Italian woman. (laughs) Right. uh, One that must be attractive. (laughs) Correct. Knows how to hold a conversation. (laughs) uh, Can wave well to the crowd. Okay, fine. sounded kind of crazy. (laughs) Well, it's me. (laughs) Right. By the way, if you're depressed about the weather, there is uh, some good news. And that is that the forecast for Thursday, 72 and sunny. And the forecast for Friday, 73 and sunny. So those are the maybe two beach days left coming up on Thursday and Friday. And then, of course, Monday is Columbus Day, and she's got to be good looking and um, <laughs> tired. <laughs> that just sounds what? insane. It just sounds. I don't understand hilarious. why. Okay, you should listen to a tape back then. That's or, fine. I don't need to listen yeah, to anything. No, you don't. You're fine. Uh, Ina Vernikov <laughs> is coming up at 840, and um, she is a, a councilwoman 
And she is uh, the old neighborhood for me. Sheepshead Bay, all those great parts of Brooklyn, you know. And she's talking about Tiffany Caban. I'm going to talk to both Joe Borelli and um, and her, Ina Vernikov, about this Tiffany Caban, this uh, psycho. Here is a tweet from Councilwoman Ina Vernikov. She goes, my colleague Tiffany Caban has advice for anyone about to be attacked, stabbed, or murdered. Here it is. You don't need the cops. Spill a soda to distract the perp or ask them where they went to school. This is serious. Tiffany Caban, who actually, I think, originally beat Melinda Katz in that race for um, DA in Queens, but uh, Katz did end up winning that race. This Tiffany Caban actually said that. If you're about to be attacked, stabbed, or murdered, quote, you don't need the cops. Spill a soda to distract the perp or ask them where they went to school. You believe this? Yeah, because Curtis brought it up last week, the afternoon. He he had that. I remember him talking about it and screaming vociferously about it, of course. Well, yeah, I don't it's, scream as much as Curtis, but I get it. No, yeah. <laughs> no you just look for Italian women here <laughs> right. and there. Good looking, by the right, way. Right, but right. it's it's <laughs> unbelievable to yeah. look at that. And are you? Do they live in New York? Yeah. Is that insane? That is insane. <laughs> Well, this is why somebody like Lee Zeldin needs to win. We've been over this a billion times. Lee is on this show on a weekly basis. I'm not um, the biggest name dropper, but I'm close. And Zeldin and I have become, when I say good buddies, I mean great buddies. He was back on Fox News this weekend talking about all that stuff, Alvin Bragg and crime and why he's the choice instead of Kathy Hochul. So let's go to this one. This would be um, cut number 14, Lewis. Lee Zeldin on Fox News talking about Alvin Bragg and all the problems in this city. Maybe Tiffany Caban, this moron, should take a good listen to this. Lee Zeldin, cut number 14. Crime wave Kathy. And New Yorkers want to feel safe on our streets and in our subways. We saw the attack on the EMT in Queens. This woman was out on her lunch break, unprovoked attack. She was murdered. And then the next day, while we're all mourning that loss, we read about a steam fitter who got fatally stabbed on an L train. This is a daily occurrence. And we're seeing the videos on social media. We're seeing it certainly played on Fox News and elsewhere. We need to repeal cashless bail in this state. We need to fire district attorneys like Alvin Bragg who refuse to enforce the law. We need to unapologetically back our men and women in blue. We have to take back New York. This reality of Kathy Hochul's New York has People who are getting harmed every day, and they know exactly what to do, whether it's the pro-criminal laws that have to be reversed, the DAs who need to be held accountable, and even lax judges who need to do their jobs and aren't. This lady actually said, before the bad guy takes the knife and plunges it into your chest, you should say, and I quote, hey, where'd you go to school? First of all, how do you even know if the guy went to school, poor girl? They're about to commit a murder on the streets. There's a very good chance they didn't graduate from Binghamton. Just, just a, uh, just a guess. But I mean, she's serious about that. You know, she should uh, talk to Elizabeth Gomes. Liz Gomes was the woman attacked on the Howard Beach subway, and uh, she got the living shizzle kicked out of her. I wonder if Tiffany Caban have the guts to say something as stupid as what she said to the face of Elizabeth Gomes or Elizabeth Gomes' husband. Here is uh, Elizabeth Gomes. She's still talking, by the way, folks. Lewis, 
This is cut number 15. How could they allow somebody like this to be in the street? Who's the person who's supposed to be making sure he's inside and getting treated because of the negligence no. and keeping us safe and making sure we have the proper security that we need in our city? Does something like this have to happen? An innocent person have to lose their eyesight. Yeah. I wonder where he went to school, that guy that uh, beat the living crap out of her. Should have asked him. Yeah, should have asked. Yeah. I, I wish, don't I wish cops would do, but cops don't do this. Because cops, 99.9999% of cops are the bravest and most courageous people God ever created. And they're great people. Hearts of gold. All they want to do is help. But I wish that they kept a list, the cops. Colin Kaepernick. Tiffany Caban. Even some of these um, leaders in our own city. Chuck Schumer. I wish they kept a list of people who are either anti-cop or, like Sid Rosenberg, not overly enthusiastic cop. And when, in fact, something happens to these people, they don't come. I wish they'll never do that because, unlike these Democrats and lowlifes like Tiffany Caban, cops are good people, really good people. And they put their lives on the line for garbage like these folks. But don't you wish they kept a list, naughty and nice, of the people that want to defund them, of the people that constantly berate and humiliate them. And they decided, based upon the way they treat them, that if Tiffany Caban has a break-in, let's say, at 3 o'clock in the morning, the cops ain't coming, and she has to use her own philosophy, which is, as the rapist enters the window at 3 a.m., ask him where he went to school before he does what he's going to do to you. Why don't we just do that? Like a blacklist. Yeah, people like need to learn. Up. They need to learn their lesson, because it's very simple to spout stupid things, hateful things, badmouth the police when you don't need them. But once again, when the rapist enters the window at three a.m., and the only thing between the rapist and Tiffany Caban is a sheet, what do you think she's going to want there? Don't go. Don't go. Let her do it her way. Let's see how it goes, Tiffany. You're such a tough talker. You ask the rapist where you went to school. See how that goes for you. I wish, I wish that was the case. Now, I, I hope that she's right. I don't want to see anybody, even these low lives, get raped or hurt or murdered. But maybe that's what it's going to take. Maybe that's what it's going to take. Traffic and sports coming up next, but right now it's time for the 77 WABC Clip of the Day. Listen to the Cats Roundtable. That's my guy, John Katsimatidis, the man. Every Sunday morning, starting at 8, it's a great show, tells both sides of the story. Here, John talks with former President Trump about foreign policy. This was a great interview. Mr. President, tell us, what are the things that keep you up at night right now? Well, that's a very interesting question. Haven't been asked that question that way in a long time. First of all, hello, John, and you've been my friend for a long time, and I'm proud of you, the job you've done. Really proud everybody is. Look at what's going on in the world, and I think more than anything else, I think we could end up in World War III and all of the horrible things that took place in Ukraine. Looks like it's going to happen in China with Taiwan, as you know, and you see what's going on over there. But what's happened in Ukraine should have never, ever happened. And now the word nuclear is being discussed. I think we're at the most dangerous time maybe in in many, many years, maybe ever because of the power of nuclear. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt. 
causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L. On Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. This is Sid on Sports. Sponsored by Fearless Boilers on 77 WABC. Well, you heard it there first. 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 This is the bottom of the hour sports update. I'm Justin Ellick and sponsored by Fearless Boilers, Pete Morgan, Pavilion Mo- Tankless Water Heaters, <laughs> Pavilion Wankless, Pavilion Tankless Water. It's got to be Monday. It really it's does. Something. It's you, something's going on. You left a flask in the other yeah, room. Seriously. Something. Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters. <laughs> Go to PeerlessBoilers.com, PavilionTankless.com for a dealer near you. They are. America's best built boilers. How about those New York football Jets and Giants? Both teams came away with big W's yesterday in their Week 4 contest. We'll start with the G-Men. They pulled out the 20-12 to win at MetLife over the Chicago Bears. Daniel Jones, he was quick on his feet in the first half. Racked up two rushing touchdowns. Saquon Barkley was the horse for the Giants as he uh, went for 146 on the ground. Chicago had a chance late, but punt returner Velas Jones Jr. He did New York a huge solid with his butterfingers. Wow. Like that, drives Velas Jones back inside the 35. He lost it, it's loose, and the Giants got it. A special teams play, not necessarily from Gillen. Gary Brightwell recovers this Velas Jones fumble. The call, courtesy of Fox, Giants moved to 3-1 on the year. Good for a tie of second place in the NFC East with the Cowboys. They'll make the trip to Green Bay in Week 5 to take on the Packers on Sunday night. As for no, the they Jets, won't. They're going to play the Packers in London, England. Oh, is that Where the is Vikings that, beat the true? Saints yesterday. How yes. about that? Yes. Look at that. Yeah. We don't know who's going to play quarterback yet because Jones has a bad ankle. Tyrod Taylor has a concussion. And Davis Webb never plays. Mm-hmm. But it's Giants and Packers, 9.30 a.m. Sunday morning in London. That's why he's the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> so they'll be out in London. Uh, I was wondering. Yeah, exactly, exactly. They'll be out in London. That's what the Jets owe to Zach Wilson came back. Down three late in the late in the fourth corner. He led a New York 10 play, 65-yard scoring drive to snatch victory from the hands of defeat. Running ball Brees Hall registered the game-winning score, just barely breaking the plane. On what was initially ruled a fumble by the Zebras, Jets moved to an impressive 2-2, two and two, set to welcome in the Dolphins for Week 5 matchup um, Sunday afternoon. Out the Diamond now, uh, rough weekend for Mets fans. They get swept by the Braves, now down two games in the NL East. They'll try and bounce back against the Nationals, three uh, at home against the Nationals. So hopefully they win out and give themselves a shot. Carlos Carrasco going up against... Against Corey Abbott. As for the Yankees, they lose 3-1. to one. Doesn't matter, but uh, the important news is Aaron Judge did not hit 62. He'll give it another shot tonight, 7.05 p.m. in Texas. Luis Severino going up against the Rangers' Martin Perez. For more sports content, follow 77 WABC Sports on Instagram and Twitter. And here with your bottom-of-the-hour sports update with no music anymore. How about that? It's Justin Alec on 77 WABC. I want to rock! Bernie and Sid in the morning on the Red Apple Podcast Network. And even solitary confinement for protesting, and that's what they did. They protested on January 6th. You know what they were protesting? Primarily the election results. They were protesting, persecuting people who just happened to be there. Many of them didn't even go in. I am their number one target, but I am proud to be fighting for you, and I'm going to be fighting for you for a long time.
Donald Trump at the rally in Michigan on Saturday night. Once again, courtesy of Newsmax, 644, your Monday morning, back here on the number one Nielsen-rated news talk show in New York City, the self-proclaimed best talk show anywhere in America. We are Bernie and Sid uh, in the morning. So um, when I got fired, <laughs> when I left, I resigned, but I really got fired, back by Mark Chernoff and WFAN back in 2005. I had been talking to a guy down in Florida for a couple of months before I even got fired by the name of John Wiener. And John Wiener's radio nickname was Stugatz. And if you folks are fans of sports talk radio, you know who Stugatz is because he's Dan Levitard's sidekick. So they were starting a new station down in Miami. This is back around 2004 or so. 790 the ticket. 790 a.m. And Stugatz called me and said, listen, I've got Dan Levitard. I've got Joe Rose. He played for the Dolphins. He's a very popular sports talk show morning host down in Miami. I've got these other guys, Bo Camp, I don't know, Boog, Shambi. And uh, you'd be perfect if you're ever interested in moving back to Florida. We can get something done. But I was working at WFAN. And I was never really thrilled at the fan. Because I always felt like I couldn't get to where I wanted to be like I am here now. This show is the top show on this station, and I'm the top dog. And, and uh, at WFN, as Luke could attest to, there was Imus, there was Mike and the Mad Dog. I was never, ever, ever going to be higher than four. Beningo, you had Summers, you had so much talent. Real Hall of Famers, that is nice as Lee was to me, Lee Davis and Mark Chonoff. I was never going to be higher than number four. And I didn't love that. So the thought of going down to Miami and being number one or two with Levitard and getting bigger money with no state tax was um, was interesting. So I made it easy for myself. I got fired from the fan. But then I lost all my leverage. So all of a sudden, that big contract I was going to demand from Wiener and 790 the ticket turned into begging for a job. Give me anything. I'll take it any time of the day. That's how you lose your leverage. You get fired, and you're in, you're in tough shape. So, and I've told this story before. It's September of 2005. I get fired by the fan. And I put Danielle, my 18-month-old daughter, Ava, Gabe wasn't born yet, and my dog, Lucy, in the car. And we start driving down to Florida. We were moving in with Danielle's cousin, Linda. I had no job at the time. I was fired again by FAN. It looked really bad for me. I knew I was going to lose my house, which I did, in Tenafly, New Jersey. I love that house. And it was about one of the more depressing times of the many I've had in my life. I've told this story before, driving through the hills of North Carolina. On the way down to Florida, Danielle was sleeping, Ava was asleep, and I just burst out in tears. I'm like, oh, my God, what have I done? What have I done? And I get to Florida, and it wasn't easy. Wiener, who was a friend of mine, turned out to be a real prick and made the negotiations very, very tough and screwed me. But eventually, he gave me the midday show at that station with a guy that played wide receiver for many years, a very good player, for the Miami Dolphins named O.J. McDuffie. So you had Joe Rose in the morning, Sid and O.J., doing middays, and Dan Levitard in the afternoon. And for the most part, my stay at 790 The Ticket 
was a disaster. <laughs> I mean, and eventually I got fired from that place too. But but they did at least get me back in the game when WFAN got rid of me in 2005. Why do I tell this whole story? Because today, after 18 years of being one of the sports talk leaders in Miami and the place that gave me some life, even though Steve Lapper and 640 Sports in Pompano Beach in 2013 was really the guy that enabled me to eventually land this job and have the success I'm having today. It really goes back to Steve Lapper and 640 Sports, Pompano Beach, 2013. 790 The Ticket did give me second life in 2005, John Wiener. And today, after 18 years, they flipped the switch, and it goes from a sports talk leader, again, with personalities like Sid Rosenberg, Dan Lebetard, Boog Shamdi, George Sedano, Joe Rose, to Spanish-speaking news. The end of an era. So when I saw it, I Facebooked something this weekend, Sid Rosenberg Facebook, and it was one of those thanks and no thanks. But it's always sad, Lou, when you've got a big-time radio station that just can't succeed. Lincoln Financial took it over. It was owned by a, a guy, a very wealthy guy, down in South Florida. Lincoln Financial took it over, and now they're going through Spanish news today. You find that sad, Lou? Or? I remember when uh, the old LIR went Spanish. Oh, that was such a great station. Yeah. That was my favorite. That was like WDRE. DRE. It was LIR, DRE, LIR again. That's and the alternative was, rock station, folks. It was the folks. only alternative one in New York City for a long time. Great music. And I remember when they uh, were sold, it was went Spanish. Yeah. And I think that was uh, a 12 noon in the middle of the week, I remember, and I was driving. Uh, I was leaving FAN, and I remember hearing it. So you it went, went from you went from like Flesh for Lulu, yes, to um, Rick Sanchez. I'm trying, <laughs> trying to remember the last thing they played. Something like Simple Minds. I remember. No was, big audio dynamite. Huh? Yeah, no. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I asked you to play uh, Regret by New Order uh, this morning because we drove back from Peter Luger on Saturday night, and I was texting you. We're coming back from dinner. My friend Tom Mango was driving, and anytime Tommy drives, the only station he has on in his car is the Wave. Oh, First Wave. Yes. Yeah. Which I guess is uh, uh, Channel Thirty Three. Right. On Sirius XM, and that's all that music that you and I are talking about. All of it. So I started texting you song after song after song. Right, as you want to do. Right. It's cool. But that was the D-R-E-L-I-R type of music way back when. Right. Yeah. But I remember, you know, FAN was in bad shape the first year. Oh, they were almost gone. Yeah, Yeah. they were pretty much in, and it was until Imus came over and the uh, 66 frequency was taken over. Right, that was it. They were at at, uh, 1010 or something? 1050. 1050, right. The old country station. Right, right. And then, I mean, they, they certainly, Mike and the Mad Dog became huge stars and getting the Mets was a big deal for WFAN. But everybody knows it and admits it without Don Imus. That station never becomes the powerhouse. Yeah, it didn't have a foothold no, at all. It but didn't. What, they, what they were doing the first year, though, was wacky. Was they were flying guys in on the weekend? Yeah. Now, if you remember these, I, I, I never knew these guys until I worked there, and it was the first big job I had. Lou Boda. Don't know him. Lou Palmer. They no. they were flown in Jesus. from Florida. Uh, I know they had Jim Lampley. Lampley. Greg Gumble. Right. Lampley um, did a thing on satellite from California. I remember that was 
one of the first shows I engineered was yeah. him. He was a nice guy. Oh, very nice Lamp. guy. Like, I got I very close with Jim because I covered boxing for HBO for many, many years. I covered every Mike Tyson fight live in Las Vegas. Very and good, that was yeah. always him and Kellerman and Larry Merchant, all those guys, George Foreman. So Lampley used to come on the show with me and Scott every week. He's a great guy. Smart guy. Yes. Very good. Yes. He married a, a lovely lady named Bree Walker Bree. who had hands like a lobster. Well, she way. had a condition. Right. And both of his kids have the same thing. Oh, I didn't know that. His daughter and his son. They have since divorced. In fact, Lampley has a gorgeous house in Park City, Utah. And one time we were doing a show from Junior Seau's restaurant in San Diego, me and Scott. And Lampley lives in San Diego. And when the show was over, he gave me and Scott the keys to his house in Park City. Oh, my God. And said, you guys go party whenever you want. That's how close I was with Lamps Lampley. way back when. So you still still friends? I haven't talked to him in years. Years. But he was one of the uh, first guys. Did you tell me that the first voice ever heard on WFN was Susan Waldman? It, def- it is Susan Waldman, yeah. yes. It was, Before uh, Steve Summers? It was, she was the very first one. Yeah. First, when the update started, it was at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, July 1st or July 4th. Well, it wasn't the fourth. Yeah. I think it was probably July first or second. Well, congrats to her, her yes. and our dear friend Christopher Mad Dog Russo, who were, he was on this show just last week. Will both be inducted in the Radio Hall of Fame next month in Chicago. One eight hundred eight four eight WABC. One eight hundred eight four eight ninety two twenty two. I like taking you guys down memory lane when it comes to my career. So many bumps, little and figuratively along the way, which I caused. Wasn't easy getting here, folks, but we are here with Bernie and Sid, and we are number one. Hey, Bill O'Reilly here, and you are listening to Bernie and Sid. God help you on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Simple Minds. Breakfast Club used this song. So I have a uh, DM here on my Rosenberg.Sydney Instagram account. A guy named Ant Moore. He says, Sid, I think you're doing a great job. Look forward to listening to you every day. My wife, who you haven't met, is a beautiful Italian woman and fits all your requirements for the convertible ride, except she's not famous. Trump can never let the rigged election, the rigged election go Regardless of what O'Reilly and others say, nothing will ever matter if our elections are not secure, best Anthony. So he says his wife meets all of my really sophomoric and shallow criteria. Did you get a picture? No. Well, I can't ask for that because Daniel gets mad if he sees pictures of other women on my phone. Okay, and you did everything else pretty much. What I do? Solic- We're going to be on TV. You got to be what? Soliciting women to ride in the car with you. Have you, yeah. have you thought about that? Well, hold a on a second. Hold on a second. Don't make it sound like I'm taking him on a joyride to Monticello. <laughs> drive through, you know. Uh, <laughs> that wouldn't be a joyride. You know I mean? Well, you're right about that, but. It's, a, it's for a Columbus Day parade. You're going to be on television. Okay. I'm, Joe Piscopo, Maria Bartiromo, you're on. It's a big deal. It's true. I, I don't know why I'm, I'm making it seem Yeah, making so it sound dirty. like I'm like putting chloroform on the ground <laughs> and throwing it in the back seat of the car. <laughs> end up at a Spring Valley hotel with Lawrence Taylor. Calm down. He just... 
So who's, who's that Italian woman in your car with you? Okay, you can have room 17. I asked Bartiromo. She said, no chance. No chance? No, she didn't. She said, I'm on TV that day. I would love to. But she's actually on Channel 7 with Ken Rosato and Joe Piscopo. So she can't do it. <laughs> My friend Joe DiGiacomo, he's out of his mind, this guy. He says, how about Lady Gaga? Sure, I'll call today. Yeah, right. <laughs> Lady right. Gaga. She, she'll text anyway. yeah, No problem. Yeah. All right, that is a great hour already. <laughs> First hour, brand new week. Not going to get much better than that. Although we got a great 7 o'clock hour coming up. Joel Borelli, councilman out of Staten Island. Bill O'Reilly's morning message. And from that review, Rich Lowry. All coming up next hour. Going to be an action-packed 7 a.m. hour. Hour number two of Bernie and Sid coming up right here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. The digital dollar could give the feds control of your money. Get the digital dollar report. Call 1-800-862-6970 and also receive a $1,000 credit from Priority Gold to protect your money. Or just go to digitaldollarreport.com. Please note, the information provided does not constitute financial or investment advice. Bernard McGurk. Unacceptable is throwing your beer can on the subway tracks. (laughs) Sid Rosenberg. I don't believe it's a three-man race. Bernie and Sid in the morning. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. For you. Hey, Joe, the airports are still closed in Florida after this hurricane. Ian devastated the West Coast. Fort Myers. Tampa did play a football game at home last night. Tom Brady had a good game, but not enough. Mahomes and the Chiefs were better. Chiefs beat the Buccaneers 41-31. That's not the real story. They played a game in Tampa last night, but that area just absolutely got hammered last week. The president, this moron, Joe Biden, is heading to Florida and Puerto Rico on Wednesday, both ravaged by uh, hurricanes. So it's a lot of cleanup there. In fact, we're sending a bunch of our illegal immigrants, these folks out of the great country of Venezuela, down to Florida to help clean up. And uh, the reports are they can make as much as $15 an hour. And right there is the problem, folks. They are illegal. They're living in this country illegally. And they're going to go to Florida, help clean up, and make a decent living. Well, how does that make any sense? I don't know. Maybe my next guest can explain it to me. City councilman, this guy is a uh, terrific guy, although Curtis Sliwa hates him these days. I don't. Here he is, my friend out of Staten Island, Joe Borelli. Joe, by the way, fresh off, kicking Frank Morano's ass not once but twice in a big ping-pong tournament at Morano's house over the weekend. I mean, how geeky are you guys, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> at, at least it was a close match, Sid. Usually it's a blowout. Usually, uh, you know, he doesn't even last five minutes with me. Uh, th- th- this week he actually gave me a run for my money, thankfully. I, I didn't even get a free cup of coffee this time, though. <laughs> After I won, he would have gave me a coffee or something. So how often do you go to Frank Morano's house to play ping pong? So it's 
it's actually right next to my gym. So I go to the gym, I do a workout, I swing by his house usually once every week or two, and then uh, I beat him, I go home, I feel better about my day, I have a confidence boost knowing that that he's still reeling from his loss uh, for the <laughs> remainder of the weekend. And you also told me yesterday you had a very uh, big event on Staten Island where my friend, uh, Andrea Katsimatidis, John's lovely daughter, AJ, was uh, being honored. What was that yes. all about on the island yesterday? Yes, yeah, so, so uh, Andrea was being honored, uh, as was John. It was our uh, 2022 uh, Reagan Day brunch for our Republican Party. Uh, so we had all of our candidates, you know, statewide candidates. We had local candidates. We had uh, Kellyanne Conway was the keynote speaker. Nice. She did a great job. She's a fabulous, you know, speaker in her own right. Never mind what she did for Donald Trump. She is an inspirational and amazing woman in her own right, uh, and uh, and did a great job. Sounds like a, a wonderful afternoon. So let me get to the Curtis Sliwa Joe Borelli battle because he texted me this weekend with something you said, and uh, that was part of the motivation why I texted you to come yeah. on. By the way, I have no issue with what you said, none. But uh, he does. He uh, said something like. Oh, here he goes again, even worse. So before I get to those specifics, what is the actual relationship right now, 708 on this Monday morning, between Joe Borelli and Curtis Sliwa? Well, I I don't talk to him, right? I mean, uh, if he had a problem with something that that I said, he could always text me or email me like he emails other people. Remember, he called me hundreds of times during the campaign, which I've helped him every single time I possibly could. Now, all of a sudden, he's this ingrate who doesn't want to be my friend, which is fine. It's neither here nor there. Well, by the way, way, that is now dating back to a couple of weeks ago when you called me from Greece, which is very, very nice. That is the second time. You've referred to Curtis Sliwa as an ingrate, and that pissed him off the first time, so now you've done it again. Well, I, I hope so. Again, what, what other word is there to describe someone you bent over backwards to help and then goes and turns on you? I, I don't know of another word in, in the English lexicon. But, but, but wait a actually, second. But, but he's my friend, Joe. And I'm sure he is, and, and he should be a good friend to you. But if I was you, I'd be just you know a bit weary of friends no, no, who no. act like that because I thought I was a friend of his too. But but nonetheless, he could have just asked me. I mean, my, my, my quote in the post was in response to a reporter asking me, you know, this seems kind of crazy. Why would they even be considering this? To which there there is actually, unfortunately for Curtis, a practical reason uh, for doing it. It's actually a more practical solution than uh, setting up tent cities we're trying to have another 40 or 30 hotel leases around yeah. the city. Yeah. It just makes more sense. It's easier for them to do it. That's why I'm actually concerned that they're going to do this. Yeah, I mean, to what Joe Borelli's point, uh, what Joseph said, and again, I don't necessarily disagree with Joe either, is uh, use the Norwegian cruise line ship to house these uh, migrants rather than, like Joe said, having them in hotels all over Staten Island or one of the very, very nice parks, uh, which includes Midland Beach, South Beach, and uh, Wolf's Pond, all on Staten Island. You'd rather have them on that ship than those places. And to be honest, as much as I love Curtis, I love you both, but as much as I love Curtis, I can't argue with what you're thinking. I can't. Just think of the politics. They have to fight with 30 council members, 30 community boards, uh, and in 30 neighborhoods, uh, more people will hate Eric Adams if they put a migrant shelter in their hotel. Meanwhile, they can get a 1,000 people, say, on one boat, bring all the services that our stupid laws entitled them to on the boat uh, and have less of a political headache. That, that, that's actually why uh, I, I think they're going to do it. But make no mistake, Sid. There will be no greater symbol, and I'm cynical now. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about this in political terms. There will be no greater symbol of the Joe Biden border crisis failure mismanagement and an indictment of liberal, big city, sanctuary city, nonsense laws 
than having a, a Norwegian cruise line when every time you see one of these migrants strolling the promenade deck or, or, or sitting out in the deck chair <laughs> on, the, on the federal government's dime, yeah. it will be the focal point of every single house race in the United States of America, how we're pay, paying for the love boat. And by the way, by the way, one more thing, Sid. You know, Curtis could actually solve this whole problem. If he just wades out into the water off Sandy Hook with his dopey outfit, he might be mistaken for a buoy, oh, uh, and, and the ship might come like the Costa Concordia and oh run aground. Are you hearing this? Well, you hate his guts. I mean, this is uh, – you're I, not I even kidding. Uh, Sid, Sid, I can't stand him at this point. I, 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 I've, never been, I've never been so uh, turned off by a friend who I tried to help uh, in the past uh, as, as Curtis. Unfortunately, it's come to that. Well, what happened? What do you think uh, happened? I, look, I, I feel like he thinks you're probably – uh, in line with Eric Adams. Now, look, I can't stand Eric Adams. I think he's the biggest phony. I think he's every bit the lousy mayor Bill de Blasio was. He's no better. In fact, he's worse because de Blasio was just stupid, lazy, pot-smoking. This guy actually kind of knows what's going on, but just doesn't care. To me, that makes him worse. I think Curtis feels like you're probably aligned with Eric Adams. Is that fair? No, I mean, uh, unfortunately, I do have to work with him. I had to work with Bill de Blasio. People don't realize this, that, that I had to actually have a working relationship with Bill de Blasio on things. So, of course, I have one with Eric Adams, who, who you know, for all accounts, is slightly better, slightly better in the right direction than Bill de Blasio. At least this guy shows up occasionally to things. Um, but, but again, it, 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 it goes back on Curtis to, to something I don't know. You pointed out I was on vacation with my family. One day I just get a text message from a bunch of people who told me all of a sudden Curtis Lewa hates me. And that's when I sent you uh, all my text exchanges during the campaign. How many times? And, and by the way, by the way, you remember he had a Republican primary. He needed <clears throat> excuse me, people like me to actually nice uh, uh, people in my own party behind the scenes to make sure he got the Republican nomination. Like I was willing to go to the trenches for this guy, uh, it, you know, in, in the inside baseball world, trying to clear the, the, the deck chairs, to use a pun uh, of, of a cruise ship, to clear the deck chairs uh, for all opponents who might challenge him for the Republican primary. Now he's this pure guy, right? He would never ever, ever you know, do things like that, or he would never engage in politics. Unfortunately, I'm still in politics, and I have to engage in it. So, in closing up the Curtis Sliwa part of this conversation, the great Joe Brelli on the phone here. Uh, this is no act. You're not being overly dramatic for the radio show. You're not. It's none of that. You really, at this point, at this point, it could change. But at this point, it's fair to say you, Joe Borelli, you despise Curtis Lewa. It's not not that I despise him. I don't think about him. I mean, uh, I'm not even sure when oh, his show is on. I know he's got like of course a you think about him. Thing. He keeps you up at night. Stop no, it. I really don't. I, really, I just get the text <laughs> all day, Sid. I get the text that people say they're listening to him and he's bashing me. Uh, that's the only time in my life I think about him. But I have no use for him. You know, I, I have no use for people like that. So uh, I, I, I'm, I'm a guy who has enough friends in life. I, I have great friends. I have actual people who I care about and care about me. My life is full and rich, so I, I don't need them. All right, Joe, now you talked about you had to work with Bill de Blasio. You have to work with Eric Adams. You have to work with this lady, too. She's your colleague, I think. She's a councilwoman, this uh, Tiffany oh, Caban. Let me read uh, what she said uh, this weekend. First, she said a violence or, or an attack on the subway is one in a million. And then she goes on to say she has advice for anyone about to be attacked, stabbed, or murdered. Here's her advice. Quote, you don't need the cops. Spill a soda to distract the perp or ask them where they went to school. 
She can't be that stupid. I know I know that they want to deep on the police and blah, blah, blah. But somebody's about to rape and or kill you. You're going to ask them where they went to school. This is your colleague on the city council. Your thoughts on yeah. Tiffany Caban. This is beyond parody. This is actually scary. I mean, you know, she represents some immigrant communities that, that, that might actually see the thing that she puts out on her official government letterhead and think this is a good thing to do. God forbid people actually follow her. Uh, but, but yes, unfortunately, there are some people on the city council that are this obtuse uh, and this woke uh, and this bizarre that they actually think that calling the police will lead to a worse outcome than letting, uh, you know, an axe murderer into your business or, or letting, you know, some of these people pushing people off the subway platforms uh, down the subway uh, stations. I mean, th- this is what we're actually up against. This is the actual enemy. When we talk about some moderate Democrats, they're not the enemy. These are the people who really are driving New York City politics. These are the people making a lot of the policies. And these are the people that, that, that I work with any Anyone, anyone, Bill de Blasio, whoever, I'll work with anyone to get rid of people like Tiffany Caban because she is unfortunately the future unless we make a stand now. All right, last one, this uh, Pat Kiernan, this little leprechaun, used to work here at WABC. He's been the morning show TV host at that uh, racist station, New York One on Spectrum. And it turns out, I guess, that they've made Kiernan who was celebrating his 25-year stay there last week, as if anybody gives a rat's ass. They, uh, they have named Pat Kiernan like Mr. Staten Island, or honorary Mr. Staten Island. How much of that did you have to do with that? Was that your raw call, Joe? I didn't even know Pat Kiernan was from Staten Island. Uh, <laughs> i, I got to be honest. The, 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 uh, the person I like, which who people don't think I might, I love Shannon Ferry. She's very nice. Oh, she's a great one. kid. You know, Shannon Ferry actually went to Hofstra with Jennifer Grodd. Our executive producer oh, here at the that. station. She's a great girl, yes. But, but, but also, Sid, you know, uh, Brian Stelter, who we all, you know, make fun of and, and who's this CNN, you know, clown, his, his wife, uh, Jamie Stelter, is at New York One, and yeah. she's absolutely lovely. She's no, a she's wonderful not. person. No, she's not. Uh, no, she's not. You know, I, I, I no. personally think she is. No, well, you don't know her well. She's a horror show. Everybody who's worked with her hates her guts. By the way, uh, Pat Kunin was born in Canada. For some reason, they made him an honorary Staten Islander. I don't know why. Do you have any idea? No, no, this is bizarre. I, I, I really have no answer. I have no answer for this. I've never even spoke to Pat here, and I think about Staten Island or at any, at any point in my, my meetings with him. That is funny. All right, so on the way out, just to recircle here, oh, John Tobacco just sent me a text. He agrees with the cruise ship thing, too. Uh, you think it's, and so do I, you think it's a good idea to put these immigrants, illegal immigrants, on cruise ships rather than nice hotels and parks all over Staten Island? No, I just think that there's there's uh, like John Tobacco, for example, lives next to Wolf Pond Park, which is just like Orchard Beach, where they're setting up a tent city. The same type of facilities, a big parking lot, a big field, bathrooms for hundreds of bathers every day. Uh, that's where the administration's going to look. So I'm concerned that they're going to see the cruise ship as the easier alternative. All I want, uh, and, and you know what I said, I will say this: if the cruise ship becomes the symbol of Biden's failure and brings this crisis. To a, to a critical standpoint and ends it faster, then that's not the worst thing either. Agreed. Hey, listen, Joe, that's a great job again this morning. You're always terrific. I felt badly about you and Curtis because I like both you guys a lot. But uh, you are terrific, and I agree with your stance on the cruise ship. So whatever that's worth, I'm with you. And uh, thank you for coming on this Monday morning. All the best. I'm sorry you couldn't make it down to Florida because of Hurricane Ian. So no yeah. golf over the weekend. No, well, there was a little golf, Sid. There was a little golf. Don't you worry. Oh, you played here? What, you play in Staten Island? 
I did. I, pay, I played in uh, one of the charity outings on Staten Island. We had a great time. It was a good event. Did you now, re- where were you supposed to go in Florida exactly? What city? I was supposed to go to uh, Naples. Uh, oh, it was, yeah. Uh, the, yeah. I, was, I was the Collier County NYPD retiree man of the year, uh, which was a great honor to be, and I wanted to show up to the golf. Is that right? That, that is right. That oh, was the purpose of my uh, deal. So hopefully they reschedule and I can go back. Well, congratulations to you, Joe. Thanks again for this morning. Terrific job. We'll talk again very soon. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. There he is, folks, the great Staten Island Councilman Joe Borelli, who I really like a lot. I'm sorry, again, that him and Curtis are in this blood feud. but um, Wow, that's going to be the week. I know. Are you kidding? You know it's going to You won the board for that show, too, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. He's going to grab what, every second of audio today. Do you know what he's going to be like this week? I know. Well, I did it. The I mean, I, I really don't care about the cruise ship or immigrants on Staten Island. or <laughs> I couldn't care less. I just want to further this feud. People love radio wars. You know that. They love them. Great. They love them. Let's try to measure the volume in the newsroom the next couple of days. I don't have to worry about it. So thank you. (laughs) Curtis, he hates your guts. (laughs) (laughs) Jimi Hendrix on a Monday. Bill O'Reilly here, and I'm warming up. Stand by for the O'Reilly Update Morning Edition. On this Monday, recently we reported that Virgin Atlantic Airlines is going woke. They are allowing flight crews to cross-dress if they want. They are compelling their employees to wear pronoun pins which spell out how passengers are to address the flight crews. He, she, they, them, him, her. I guess, hey, you, doesn't cut it anymore. Now, all of this is too confusing for me, your humble correspondent, so... I am not going to fly Virgin Atlantic. I'm sorry. I know this is offensive, but I don't want the male pilot wearing a dress. I don't want that. It's me. I know it's me, but is it really necessary? I guess I could be petty for believing this, but again, it is all too much. This woke stuff is oppressive and unnecessary, and I am tired of it. Wake me up when woke is over. That is the morning O'Reilly update. More analysis later on. Bernard McGurk. Bernard has been a friend of mine for so long. And Sid, you too. Sid Rosenberg. Not good, great. Bernie and Sid in the morning. I love you guys. I listen to you every morning and walk around the house laughing my butt off. On the Red Apple Podcast Network.
morning. Joe Borelli was great. And uh, we've got Rich Lowry coming up next, which is always great on a Monday. Then we'll talk to the uh, Brooklyn City Councilwoman. I really like this lady. Her name is uh, Inna Vernikov. She's got Sheepshead Bay and Gravesend and Manhattan Beach, my area. She's coming on at 840. And then maybe Carol Markowitz in the 9 o'clock hour. Lydia Reports comes your way at 825 and beats Sid. Your chance at cash and prizes, thanks to the generosity of my dear friend Pete Morgan, who's really excited this morning. The football giants are 3-1. and Peerless Boilers, that's coming up at 940. Sending out a a big shout-out to my friend Jen Delandro. Lots of you folks go to her place now. Botox, nobody better. Dolce Aesthetics. She was supposed to come to uh, dinner on Saturday to celebrate Danielle's birthday at Peter Luger. She couldn't make it. She's not feeling well. But uh, we had a great time, nevertheless. Me, Danielle, Gabriel, Cheryl, Thomas, and that song was another one, Midnight Oil, that I heard on the trip home in Tommy's car that I texted to Lewis. Is that all of them now, Lou? Is that the uh, the whole um, the whole list? Let's see. I think it is, right? I'm reading them right now. I think there's one. Oh, no, that's everything. That's everything. From okay. Saturday, yes. Well, thank you for that. Appreciate <laughs> that. She just asked me, Jenny, you on? I'm like, I'm always on. What do you mean? And that's not really true because I'm not going to be on on Wednesday. That's the one day. I worked both days, Rosh Hashanah last week, Monday and Tuesday, which is really terrible. I never should have worked uh, the first day. And if my father was here, he would have killed me. But I can kind of, not even really, but... I can kind of get away with that, but never Yom Kippur. So like Justin Ellick, for example, he's like, I'm coming in Wednesday. I go, no, you're not. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what Meany says or any, but Meany's not going to bother him. Meany is respectful of that. You're not working on Yom Kippur. I know your parents are going to be furious. So I'm just going to, you're not, you're not coming in. I'm making that decision for you. You're not working. Okay. The uh, religion is falling apart as it is. Listen, I uh, I don't feel good about it that I um, well just don't do it. That's no, it. no, I well I yeah I well what? Well, it's I, it's the holiest day of the year. I know. So so when they bitch at you, you tell them, okay, then you come in Christmas, okay. right? Or you you come in and do a show on Easter Sunday. Uh huh. It okay. is ridiculous that uh, Christians work on Good Friday. That makes no sense to me. I don't understand. I keep telling Bernie every year, Bernie, take off. If I'm going to take off Yom Kippur, take off Good Friday. But um, you're not working Wednesday, so. Yeah, I brought it up to my uh, family uh, yesterday. We were all watching the Eagles game. Go Birds, 4-0. Yeah. Um, Sounds so stupid, my yeah, God. Yeah, how about that? Yeah. Jalen Hurts, MVP. Anyway, yeah. uh, you know, I, it kind of slipped that I was working on Yom Kippur, and my dad looked at me like he wanted to. Uh, yeah, my father would kill me. Kill me, yeah. so. All right, so we're all off on Wednesday. <laughs> Lou will be here. He's uh, Guyam. Macedonia Phil Guyam. He'll be here. Oh, that's where you're wrong. Lou won't be here. Oh, Lou, you, you're going to shul? Sure. Yeah, he's going to go. I'm wearing Why are you off on Wednesday? What's your... Uh... You just took a day off? You can go to St. Patrick's Cathedral and get ashes. That's true. I can certainly... Well, you should. You know, there's not enough gods 
for people like you too. <laughs> it's not enough gods for me. That's right. What? I don't understand. What well, you're you're, you know, you've done your fair share of, uh, mm. yeah. Okay. Well, when I start soliciting Italian women in cars, yeah, you're one to talk. Back, then you come back to me. They yeah. got to be good looking. Is all I said. Yeah. And, oh yeah. You know, sure. famous wouldn't hurt, but. That is true. Monday, I'll be in a convertible Cadillac for the second straight year, thanks to my dear friend Angelo Vivolo. And by the way, WABC will be at the parade. They were there last year. John Katsimatidis, Chad, the whole crew. We'll do it again this year. But I've been bestowed this uh, wonderful honor. And um, ideally, they want like a, a man and a woman in the car. And the lady that was in the car last year is not invited this year. Not that she would want to come anyway. Um, so I'm looking for somebody else, and, and Lewis seems to be horrified by my criteria. I don't know why. But... That's, I'm, not, I'm not horrified by it. No. That's, that's, that's a strong, strong accusation. What was the, uh, the, the criteria again? I've forgotten. For you? Yeah. Oh, well, they have to be good looking. <laughs> but they could be beautiful on the inside. I think we should yeah. make that. That doesn't work on TV. Just no, no, that doesn't work. Not on TV. Oh, I bet she's beautiful on the inside. I bet she is. Ooh, yeah. wow. I bet she. I bet she's a really nice lady. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Fine. Just move on from Italian, all this. I'm sure she looks <laughs> yeah. real hot. I bet she doesn't work on you, I'm Kapoor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No catch a bell and no work. You see what I'm saying? No, could you simply say no? Bernie and Sid in the morning on the Red Apple Podcast Network. for the Mets in Atlanta. They get swept. They're now down two with three to play. So it looks like wild card is coming up for the Mets. And the Yankees, they've got the two seed in the American League, and they finish up their regular season with four in Texas starting tonight. Aaron Judge still at 61 home runs, needs one more to go past Roger Maris. He's got four games in Texas against the Rangers to do it. And a guy that will be paying very, very close attention to that Because along with being a genius when it comes to politics and news, he is, of course, the editor of the National Review, Politico, NBC. His stuff uh, is often syndicated here in the New York Post. He's also a diehard New York Yankee fan. He is the great Rich Lowry. Rich, um, uh, the batting average is down to 311. He struck out three times yesterday. So it looks like the Triple Crown is out the door. And now uh, it went from a fait complete that he break Maris's record to real nail-biting time for guys like you, yes? Yeah. I, excuse me. I still say two home runs. I say 63. Really? So in the next yeah. four games, he's got one today, two tomorrow, and one Wednesday. 
two home runs in the next four games against the Rangers. Yeah, write it down. I guarantee it. <laughs> write it down. <laughs> I guarantee it. Uh, it's been frustrating. It's been frustrating. Yeah. As, as we talked last week, you know, I'm obsessed with every single one of these at-bats, and the walks and strikeouts are kind of adding up. Walks, obviously, not his fault, um, but the, the, the strikeouts are particularly frustrating. But I, I kind of think he's going to get it done. But it will be a little bit, you know, at least he's, he's uh, tied it. But it'll be a little bit like the Mets, and I'm not saying this to be a jerk. I know every, you're on red alert if a Yankee fan says says anything about the Mets, but it'd be a little bit like leading all season and then then you know coming up short at the end yeah. just on the yeah. home run yeah. record. Right, you're a jerk, so. by the way. You're a jerk. <laughs> I did not mean it maliciously. No, it's okay. I, did not mean it I remember we we beat the living. I used to work on WFAN when the Mets had that big game, the big lead with Willie Randolph. And we beat the living daylights out of Willie Randolph when the Mets blew that one. Tom Glavin gave up seven against the Marlins in the first mm-hmm. inning. But uh, not a lot of uh, talk here about Buck Showalter because everybody loves Buck, but the Mets did blow a big lead yeah. just like they did with Randolph. Yeah, but, the, you know, it's, it's a little different format this year, but still people will be able to do it out of the wild card. you got two fantastic starting pitchers and a closer, and then you just need a little luck. Yeah, but, two uh, fantastic pitchers who both sucked yeah. in Atlanta this weekend. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> you want to be fantastic, win the big games. Uh, let's get to the other important stuff. Not more important, but important. Uh, Hurricane Ian, very, very important. A disaster for the folks down in Florida. 83 dead. That number will be in the hundreds, we're sure, before it's said and done. Uh, The rescue mission is underway. Some of the illegal migrants, Venezuelans from New York, on their way down there. We'll talk about that in a second. But the vice president, this Kamala Harris, this uh, horrible person, she took this as an opportunity, believe it or not, to talk about equity. I'm not sure if you've heard this, Rich, but this was Kamala Harris yesterday talking about how they're going to help the people down in Florida. Lou, take it away. It is our... Um, lowest income communities and our communities of color that are most impacted by these extreme conditions and and impacted by by issues that are not of their own making and And so we absolutely and so we have to address this in a way that is about giving resources based on equity understanding that we we fight for equality but we also need to fight for equity understanding not everyone starts out at the same place and if we want people to be in an equal place, sometimes we have to take into account those disparities um, and, and do that work. I don't know if she's actually getting a, a round of applause. Oh How disgusting <laughs> was that on the heels of this tragedy to actually uh, make it about race once again? Kamala Harris, African-Americans, Democrats really coming off despicable in this situation. Yeah, just what we need, racist DEI hurricane <laughs> relief. I mean, who would have even thought of it, you know? And, and this is why she's very likely never to be president of the United States. This is a, a big national event. It's a unifying event, right? Who, who likes hurricanes? Who doesn't want to help people who got impacted by hurricanes? And all you need to do is say the, the appropriate thing. You know, we're, we're going 24-7 to get every single possible aid to everyone we can. And instead, she sounds like the dean of Oberlin College or something. You know, it's, uh, it, is, it is disgusting. The DeSantis people immediately, you know, push back, let people know, no, it's not race-based aid. If, if you, you're impacted by this, just let us know and let FEMA know. And we're going to get help to you. And, of course, that makes total sense. Who, who's really going to go bean counting, you know, um, whether you're, you're black, Latino, white, or, or, or whatever? If your home's been destroyed, you need power or clean water. It's, right. it's ridiculous. 
ridiculous. It is but, gross. So I don't know where she was speaking, but the idea that she would get applause for that. I know. Oh my what gosh, was, was it Berkeley? <laughs> Maybe she was a guest on The View. Whoopi Goldberg and Joy Behar would do the, do the wave for that one. You know, and also going back to last week, you know this, Rich, when there's a shooting, for example, which is gross, and you've got dead kids laying in their classroom. Before rigor mortis even sets in, these poor little children, Democrats start yelling about gun control. Well, last week, same thing. Folks are literally swimming, trying to survive this storm. Their houses destroyed. Everything they own is gone. And it took the Democrats five seconds to talk about climate control. I mean, what are they thinking? Yeah, I mean, they, they were doing it pre- prior to the storm hitting. You know, Amy Klobuchar said, like, you got to vote for Democrats because then we'll do away with hurricanes. At least that's what she implied. I have not looked at the evidence closely. My understanding is, you know, it's it's all over the map on what effect climate change might be having on storms like this. The press focuses on, you know, the rapid intensification before landfall, which we've seen with some of these, which could be related to the Caribbean uh, and uh, the, just the water down there being warmer. Might be true, but e- even if it is, you know, we're talking about a real marginal effect. It's nothing new that enormous storms have hit, hit uh, made landfall in the United States and and destroyed a lot of people and caused massive mayhem. But even if that's true, these Democratic climate bills, even the Green New Deal would make you know the slightest effect on global temperature 100 years from now. So you're, one way or the other, you're going to have to deal with this. You know, And just that's my general take on climate change. We're the most advanced adaptive society in world history. You know, Build more flood walls if you need to. You know, um, Make the stronger building code if you have to. Have better forestry practices out, out west. But there should be a way for our, our country, a society, like this to be able to deal with the weather. Rich, what is the nickname of the University of Miami and Coral Gables football team? Hurricanes. That's right. So yeah. hurricanes uh, to Florida, nothing new. Good, good point. And, and, and the second point is, by the way, I don't remember during Hurricane Andrew, which was even worse than this storm, I believe Bill Clinton was president, a Democrat. I don't believe climate control being a big talking point then. So clearly... This is all about politics because hurricanes happen in Florida all the time, evidenced by Miami hurricanes. And there have been some devastating hurricanes. When Democrats have been in charge, nobody said a word. Sure. Or, or you know, up, up in our neck of the woods, Long Island Express, I think it was in the 30s, you know, and and um, meteorology was was uh, not as good then. So it hit without warning, but absolutely, completely cataclysmic storm, and that's that's prior to any of the, right. the onset of the, right. the climate yeah. change or time. Like about. I said, if, if they today end up with 20 inches of snow in West Palm Beach, we can talk. Uh, right now, this is a ridiculous conversation. Let's go on to the, the presidential conversation. Trump was in Michigan on Saturday. Once again, Rich, the big rally, rabid fans, people going nuts, Newsmax, the whole thing, you know. And he made it a point to call out Letitia James and this ridiculous lawsuit. Now, last I checked, a friend of mine, Michael Henry, is actually beating Letitia James in the polls. That would be a big win, not only because he's Republican, I know him personally and I like him, but that will send a very good message if, in fact, Letitia James loses this next election. Yeah, that, that would be a shocker if that happened. But look, this is just not how justice is supposed to work. She promised to, to go get the guy. <laughs> 
prior right? to taking office, then she takes office. She's supposed to neutrally enforce the law, you know, going back to Kamala Harris, and then she just delivers on the promise. And it's this big civil suit because she knows a criminal case would be very difficult or impossible to make. And yeah, did, did Donald Trump exaggerate all his numbers to to favor his interests? Yes. But so what? Like the, the, by the way, the, the bank, the, 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 right? And the bank is and the bank is the one that has to yeah, make exactly. that determination, not Letitia James. Yeah, he's not. Uh, you know, he's not going me or, or you. You know, I, I don't know anything about finance. It, someone throw through numbers in front of me. I'm like, okay, whatever. I guess I believe you. But these these are the the biggest and most sophisticated financial institutions in the country. He was dealing with. So uh, uh, I, I'm not sure this this case, even as a civil suit, is going to make it. No, it's not. And the guy that he may be running against, who said last week, I hope I get to run against him again. I would say, be careful what you wish for. Joe Biden, your colleague and my dear friend Miranda Devine, today's New York Post, senile Joe, our shame. And it's a picture of Joe looking out into the crowd for a lady, a congresswoman who's dead. Yeah, this this was painful, you know, and and I have uh, I, I dealt with a, a dear family member who had dementia. As people often ask me about it, and I'm not an, I'm an expert, you know, but I lived it. And forgetfulness isn't the thing that's what, that a lot of people get worried about. That's normal. It's confusion that that is the really bad sign. And this this is forgetfulness, obviously verging into confusion. You know, he should know this. He he uh, uh, issued a statement, you know, upon her death, and and they marked her passing in a whole whole bunch of other ways. So uh, a Democratic spokeswoman was on uh, Meet the Press yesterday and said this was a slip of the tongue. It was not a slip no, of the not. tongue. It was something else. It's deeply disturbing. I don't like to see it. It doesn't give me any pleasure to see it or to say it, but everyone knows what the score is, and that's why only you know something like 34% of Democrats want him to run again because they see it too. By the way, he's got like two more years to go. Mm-hmm. He could do some serious damage in two years. He's already done serious damage the first two years. You remember that ridiculous conversation about the 25th Amendment with Donald Trump? Mm-hmm. This right now, this is a case. This would make sense with Joe yeah, Biden. It'll never happen, though, will it? Yeah, well, it, it's uh, yeah, it'll never happen. It's an incredibly complex mechanism. But you don't that you know that's a constitutional crisis once you're there, and you don't want it to happen. So you you, you want him to be uh, hale and hearty. But the fact of the matter is, uh, he isn't. And um, at least on the on the ideological stuff, he's he's going to get. Um, the brakes slammed on him from the House and probably in the Senate next year. I, I, I still think Republicans are taking the House, and uh, I, I think the odds are better than 50-50 they take the Senate. From your mouth to God's ears, Rich, you said three things this morning that I want to see happen. Republicans take the House, Republicans take the Senate, and Aaron Judge hits two home runs over the next three days. The least likely of those three to happen <laughs> is which one? <laughs> the last one. <laughs> uh, maybe Judge hitting yeah. two. Maybe Judge hitting two. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll see. I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for you. And believe me, when he does it, the first text you get will be from me. So. Uh, thanks, buddy. Thank you for another great appearance. Right, you know how much I love you, Rich. Thank you so all right, much. All the best. There he is, the great Rich Lowry, National Review. He is a wonderful writer. He really is. And again, a lot of his stuff is syndicated. Syndicated. Is, um, yes, it is. Syndicated. Right here in the New York Post, Politico, NBC, all of it. That is a great two hours. Great. Joe Borelli, terrific. Which Lowry, terrific. Still to come. Nina Vernikov out of Brooklyn. Lydia reports. Beat Sid. Your phone calls and more. Halfway through now, this Monday edition of the Nielsen-rated number one news talk show in New York City and the self-proclaimed best talk show in the country. We are Bernie and Sid with some more Don Henley 
Boys of Summer on the way out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Ball to right field. Acuna going back. Acuna is there. He's got it. And the Braves have swept the Mets and dealt them a devastating defeat. You've come at the Kings. You better not miss. They came into Atlanta, Georgia, and the Braves took them down three times. And the magic number's down to a one for this ball club that now has 100 wins on the year. They'll give it to Hall. Looking for the end zone, and he did he get there? He lost the football. And now it has been ruled a touchdown. Second and six. Play action. Room to room again. An easy trot into the end zone for Jones. Second rushing score of the day. Sports Day yesterday, 2-0 in football, 0-2 in baseball. The Giants may be the worst 3-1 team I've ever seen, but they are 3-1. Beat the Bears, who suck too, by the way. 20-12 yesterday, two touchdowns on the ground for quarterback Daniel Jones, who also had to leave the game with a bad ankle. He came back in the game, but uh, we're not sure how healthy he'll be Sunday when the Giants take on Aaron Rodgers, who looks terrible, by the way, and the Green Bay Packers in London. 9.30 a.m. local time Sunday morning. They brought in Tyrod Taylor, a very capable backup, uh, the veteran, and he went out with a concussion. So now we'll see if it's Daniel Jones, if it's practice squad quarterback Davis Webb. We don't know. Giants and Packers coming up in London. Yesterday in London, the Vikings beat the Saints. So the Giants moved to 3-1. and The Jets... Unbelievable! They win in Pittsburgh. I mean, I mean Pittsburgh is uh, the same Terry Bradshaw Steelers. I know that. Mitch Trubisky is not a very good quarterback, and he gave way to the rookie out of the University of Pittsburgh, local hero Kenny Pickett, and the Steelers just can't score. So Zach Wilson came back yesterday. The Jets' first-round pick from a couple of years ago. He's been out since week one of the preseason. 
He actually played a pretty good football game, and Hall ran the ball well. Jets made some big plays on defense, and they beat the Steelers 24-20. So the lowly, pathetic New York Jets aren't really that. They're 2-2. Two and two. In fact, they're one game better right now than Bill Belichick's 1-3 New England Patriots. Talking about the other Steelers, though, this is a story that they get a lot of play over here. I just mentioned the Steelers, not exactly your Terry Bradshaw, Pittsburgh Steelers. And uh, we found out, I guess, uh, not that long ago, that Terry Bradshaw has been suffering from bladder cancer and had all kinds of issues on the set. He does a pregame show on Channel 5 with Jimmy Johnson, Michael Strahan, Kurt Menepe, Howie Long. Well, Bradshaw on Channel 5 yesterday talked about his battle with bladder cancer. And, of course, with my partner Bernie out for, for so long now. Obviously, cancer is a very, very sensitive topic for all of us. So let's hear this. This is a Terry Bradshaw on the set, Channel 5 locally yesterday, pregame show before the Jets beat his Pittsburgh Steelers. Before we go to break, uh, Terry, I know some things that uh, you want to address and, and let people know. <laughs> well, last week on the show, I ran out of breath and how he helped me up. And a lot of people are asking, what's wrong with me? You know, what's happened to me physically? And I, I just want to address it and let you know what has happened in my life. In November, I was diagnosed with bladder cancer. I went to the Yale University Medical Center, surgery, treatment, and I am bladder cancer free. All right, that's the good news. Then in March, feeling good, I had a bad neck. I get an MRI. Now we find a tumor in my left neck, Mm. and it's a Merkel cell tumor, which is a rare form of skin cancer. So I had that surgery done at MD Anderson in Houston. Folks, I may not look like my old self, but I feel like my old self. I'm cancer-free. I'm feeling great. And over time, I'm going to be back to where I normally am. So I appreciate your prayers and your concern. But we, All right. We love you, brother. Thank you. Best of luck to uh, Terry, of course, quarterback the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Super Bowl wins over Minnesota. Super Bowl eight, Dallas. Super Bowl nine, Dallas again. Super Bowl thirteen, the Rams. Super Bowl fourteen, And you remember, Lewis, when Terry, not that long ago, was a every Friday guest with us on the IMA show and was hilarious. And really, he's been the go-to guy on that Channel 5 pregame show for decades. So kind of sad to, you know, he actually sounded out of breath there when he told that whole story, and a little tough to watch, no? No, definitely, and he's a very likable guy, yeah. smart. Yeah. He's smart, smarter than anybody's ever given him credit right, for. Right, because he's always, he's always come off as the really stupid guy. He even called himself well, stupid for years. Well, he comes off goofy. You know, he yeah. likes to have, you know, laugh and yeah. goof around, but he is, forget it, and football smarts, forget it, off yeah, the charts. Right. And, yeah. uh, you know, he's our generation, and, I mean, four Super Bowls. Come on. And he looked great in all of them, no, actually. No, he did. He did. Oh, yeah, great team. Uh, yep. he's hilarious, and I'm um, good for him. Glad he's doing all right now. That's good. That Hall of Fame was everywhere. Franco Harris, John Stoworth, Lynn, Lynn Swan, and that defense, Mean Joe Green, Jack Lambert, Lambert Jack, Jack Ham, Ham, Donnie Schell. <laughs> I mean, just uh, just Elsie Greenwood, insane. And, of course, the great coach, 
Chuck Knoll. So best to Terry. The baseball, the Yankees, they wrapped up the two seed in the American League behind Houston. So the game scores don't matter at this point. They start a four-game set in Texas against the Rangers today. One in Texas today, two in Texas tomorrow, one on Wednesday. But the world is watching Aaron Judge, who is still stuck at 61 home runs in a tie with Roger Maris. He's got four games in Texas starting today to go past him. He uh, will not win the the triple crown. He struck out three times yesterday, batting average down to 311. So the home run chase with Aaron Judge continues, and the Mets, no Lisa Ganji happy recap this weekend. The Mets went to Atlanta. It was all set up perfectly. One-game lead. You got DeGrom Friday, Max Scherzer Saturday, Chris Bassett Sunday, and they lost all three. It's a bad sign if those three guys get beat like that. They didn't get killed, but they didn't no, get the they job look bad. done. The Grimes look terrible done. two straight starts. No. So. Here, here's something that I was going to bring up. The NFL on the networks, on t- on Fox, and probably you don't care about this, but it is annoying that they come back while referees are reviewing a call, and they're late. I know. Every time. They've already made the call, you mean, yeah. sometimes. And otherwise, yeah, but that's part, isn't that part of the game? I would think so, yes. You want to yes. hear the referee's yeah. call. They're like, that was overturned, right. and the teams <laughs> are lining up. Yeah. And before you can say, well, what, how did they explain it? Where did yeah. they, that's yeah. it. The guy just, the announcer says, well, it's been overturned. The Jets are running. Here it is, Bryce. And that's it. But they're missing. Yep. They are in command. They're missing the game. Well, you just gave Phil Mushnick his article for Sunday, so congratulations. Right. Well, he's right. Nice I like job. Phil. No, he's great, Phil. So the Mets are uh, two games back of Atlanta with three games to play. The Mets taking on the lowly Washington Nationals. The bad news is the Braves taking on the lowly Miami Marlins. So odds are, unless the Mets win all three and the Braves lose all three, which is not going to happen, the Mets will be the wild card team and not win the NL East, despite leading that division for basically seven months. So there's your sports for the weekend. But the big political news this weekend was Donald Trump back at it again. The big guy. No, he's not the big guy. That's Joe Biden. The man, President Donald Trump, the great number 45 in Michigan for a huge rally, which they carried live on Newsmax on Saturday night, which I missed because I was at Peter Luger celebrating my beautiful wife Danielle's birthday with Friends, uh, Cheryl Klein, Thomas Mango, and a special shout-out to Joe Nunziata and Kono. They actually dropped off a birthday cake at Luger for my wife, which is really lovely. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Kono. We had a great dinner, and then I got home and watched President Trump. And, of course, even though we've all asked him to stop doing it, me, Bernie, O'Reilly, and others, he can't. There's no rally that goes on without President Trump talking about the rigged 2020 election He did it again on Saturday in Michigan. Lewis, this is Donald Trump, cut number two, courtesy of Newsmax. Yelling political opponents just like the Soviet Union, now Russia. The Soviet Union, now Russia. Think of it. We're being compared to that by many, many people because of what's happening with the criminal justice system. I think it's the criminal injustice system. If the communists win, and now we're talking communists, we don't say socialist anymore because we've already skipped over socialist. But I'm afraid we have never had, we, and I don't believe, I don't believe we'll ever have a fair election again. Oh, yeah. I don't believe it. Never again. So sticking with the, uh, the communists and all these uh, radicals on the left, one thing Donald Trump did do was make America first. 
and none of these other countries messed with us or messed with their neighbors, China, Taiwan, Russia, Ukraine. Nobody did it because they had no idea how Donald Trump would react. That makes him a strong leader. Biden steps into office and everybody goes to war. <laughs> what, what, what's he going to do about it? He doesn't even know if that lady's alive or dead. That's not really funny. He's got dementia or some... some Taxes on small and small corp. Right, but that's, there's no excuse for that. So Trump here talks about how America first, that's gone. Lewis, Donald Trump, cut number six. Our platform, can you imagine, is this... Again, this could only happen to Trump. This doesn't happen to people. Remember, Strzok and his lover, Lisa Page, had a torrid affair and were writing love notes about the insurance policy to take out Trump if he should win the election. Should he win, we have an insurance policy. You know what the insurance policy was? All of the things that we've been through over the last five years. These are dangerous people who are willing to burn every American institution to the ground to target their political opponents. These are very sick and dangerous people. But we will never let them silence us. Truth Social, go out and sign up now. It's our voice. The radical left lunatics are doing everything possible to cancel our American first. This is America first. What's wrong with America first? We put our nation Nothing. ahead of others. And we want to help others. But we have our nation to watch. And our nation has probably never been in more dangerous conditions than it is now. Everything's going bad. Everything. But truth is carrying the banner and carrying it proudly and carrying it well. And we will continue onward like nobody has ever continued onward before. There's never been a movement like this. Tell him, Donald Trump, once again live in Michigan, courtesy of Newsmax. He also goes on to call Letitia James a racist. You won't need Viagra. It's so good. I'll play that later. Still coming up this hour, Lydia reports. She's always great. And I love this lady, Inna Vernikoff, council woman out of Brooklyn, my old area, Sheepshead Bay, Manhattan Beach, Gravesend, that whole area, talking about anti-Semitism in CUNY. It's a big problem. All that's still to come. This is New Order Regret. This is the 77 WABC Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Wall Street is coming off a losing month. In fact, the market's worst month since June and worst September since 2008. Stocks suffering as the Federal Reserve continues its aggressive action against inflation. Meanwhile, interest rate hikes aren't doing much to tamp down prices. Core inflation up almost 5% from a year ago in August. Several key economic reports will give a clearer picture of the state of the economy this week. Little change forecast with Tuesday's job openings and labor turnover survey. July's report showed job openings at 11.2 million. That's roughly two jobs for every unemployed person. September's non-farm payrolls and unemployment numbers are due out Friday. The unemployment rate rose to 3.7% in August from 3.5 in July. The labor market remains tight in spite of the Fed's aggressive interest rate hikes. West Texas Intermediate Crude Oil coming off its first weekly gain in five weeks. OPEC is expected to cut crude oil production when it meets Wednesday. Please join me several times each weekday right here on 77 WABC. This is the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Keep listening for more to 77 WABC for the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. This is Lydia Reports on 77 WABC. Here's Lydia Serrani. 
Sid, I know this is going to shock you. <laughs> Actually, it's not going to shock you because that's why you moved the hell out of Manhattan. But major crimes are up almost 37% compared to last year in the borough of Manhattan alone. Uh, robberies up overall 30%. Rape is up over 20%. Burglary up 47%. Grand larceny up 48%. And what's really interesting is that you see the drastic, dramatic increase in neighborhoods such as, let's tell you, it's a southwestern Manhattan neighborhoods of Greenwich Village. They saw yeah. uh, a spike Rough. of 72%. Then you have Chinatown. You see it up 60% over by Central Park. It's gone up. I mean, so that basically the neighborhoods that didn't see crime before, yeah. their crime is skyrocketing. Oh, yeah. I mean, Whereas even, in other neighborhoods like Inwood, right. it's kind of like 15%. It's like a little bit of an uptick. Yeah. But in good neighbor, what were once good neighborhoods like Central Park and Greenwich Village, they're seeing like 50, 60, 70% rise and crime. So there you have it. So well, there you, you know, have it, Alvin I, Bragg. It's working. Yeah, it's I'm not working. surprised, Alvin Bragg. And uh, people keep asking me, are you nervous about Ava being in Wales, Europe, two hours outside of London, all by herself? And today, of course, again, is her first day of classes. So I miss you. I love you. Congratulations. Aww. And I say, let me tell you something. Yeah, I'm nervous. Anytime my daughter is not with me, I'm always nervous. But I'm much less nervous with her walking around a strange country in Europe than I was with her walking around the Upper West Side. Her friends lived in Chelsea, in the village. She would often take the ferry when we moved to Rockaway to hang out in the city at night with her friends. I would rather her talk to me on WhatsApp from Wales than walk around New York City. Right. Who's going to send their kids to college here? You have NYU. You're seeing a crime spike of 70% then over by... Um, Columbia University, you see it up 47.57%. So kids are getting targeted. They're getting beat up. I, I mean, I don't understand how anybody could vote for any of these people. And then you've got those three council members in Queens that they want to get rid of the gang database. Uh, so like the cops won't even know if somebody's a gang member or not for the database. I, can you believe this is actually happening? Then you also have the uh, Queens Council members that told told people don't call the police yeah. where that poor uh, EMS lieutenant was stabbed over 20 times in the chest. Yeah, that was, but this uh, is the world we're living in now. That was Tiffany Caban. In fact, I'm going to have a nice conversation about her with Inna Vernikov coming up next. And Joe yep, Borelli and yep. I talked yep. about her earlier. But uh, she was really the one behind that. She also ran against Melinda Katz. And we thought she won. As it turned out, Melinda did win. But... Yeah, that was her. She actually said, uh, rather than call the cops, why don't you ask the perp what school he or she went to? And he actually said, spill a soda to distract the perp or ask them where they went to school. And this person is in local politics. And you want to know why New York has become the laughingstock of the country. There it is right there. Well, you know what? Not all Democrats are bad. Melinda Katz, she is the Queens district attorney. You know that guy that kicked that woman in the head multiple times, almost killed her, yeah. you know, there by the train? Yeah. So his charges were upgraded from assault to attempted murder. So bravo to Melinda Katz there. So at least there is some sort of common sense. They're not as psychotic as this Alvin Bragg. But we need more people to stand up 
You can be, I don't care what you are. You don't have to be a Republican. It's like, I'm so tired of the Republican Democrat. I'm actually a registered independent. People just want to be safe. We're sick and tired of not, I mean, how can you kick somebody in the head 20, 30 times and, and you get charged with assault? So thank God you got a district attorney there. At least it happens in Queens, at least. And this guy's being charged rightfully so with attempted murder. And he's still behind bars and Rikers. No, she did the right thing there. I mean, she's also no, uh, not exactly a profile of courage. Trust me, I know Melinda a little bit, not as well as Curtis, but I do know her. <laughs> <laughs> but she's a little better than the rest of them. But at the end of the day, you just can't vote Democrat. But that is the bottom line. This, this uh, phrase we use here, common sense Democrats, doesn't really exist. God's honest truth is it doesn't really exist. We thought Joe Manchin was one of those. He turned out to be a backstabber, too. They don't really exist. You know, Eric Adams... Is he really a common-sense Democrat? He's a phony and a loser. So just vote Republican. Stop trying to figure out whether this Democrat is common sense, maybe sane, maybe not, because the truth is, odds are, at the end of the day, they're going to show their true colors, and they're not common sense. They're not. Well, you even have the Daily News now turning on Mayor Adams saying he needs to focus on crime. That song, that's my that's my man, Gavin Rossdale. I tell my husband, God forbid... If me and Gavin Rossdale were alone in a room, I cannot promise that, I don't know. Hey, by, I'm, by, I'm, by the way, I, I, I would tell Danielle the same thing. If me and Gavin Rossdale were alone in a room, he is he's such a good-looking guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I swear, he gave me the eyes during his last concert. I pro- I'll tell you that story next time. 5 o'clock, Cats at Night, you don't want to miss it tonight. We're going to be talking about oil prices. It looks like they're going back up, just as John Katzmatidis predicted. You don't want to miss it, Cats at Night, 5 o'clock. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Bernie and Sid in the morning on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Boys, no sleep till Brooklyn. My next guest is a city councilwoman for the 48th district, a Republican, of course. Her district includes Brighton Beach, Gerritsen Beach, my old neighborhoods, Gravesend, Manhattan Beach, Marine Park, Midwood, where I grew up, East 22nd and Quentin, Plum Beach, and Sheepshead Bay, where I first moved when I got married 30 years ago on East 8th between Avenue U and Avenue V. Here she is, back again to discuss a variety of topics, the lovely Inna Vernikov. Inna, it's Sid. How are you? Good morning. Nice to have you good back. Good to be with you. Now, how you been? Okay? Thank God. Thank God. Okay, good. You know, I spend a lot of time in Brooklyn now because I moved out to Queens to the nice part of Rockaway. 
And uh, we're over that bridge all the time. I go to the Oasis Diner a lot on Flappish Avenue, Michael's Restaurant on Nostrand Avenue, lots of different places, China New Star on Flappish Avenue. We go to all these spots in it. So for me, it's uh, going home. And although some of those neighborhoods have changed, I'd even say dramatically, I still love Brooklyn. Thank you. We love Brooklyn. By the way, I know that you love Michael's, and I always make sure it's clean around that neighborhood. So you tell me, how is it going? How's it looking? <laughs> it looks very, very good. I know you know I love it there, and that's a Nostrand and R, Pronto's Pizzeria across the street. And uh, my, In fact, I got engaged 31 years ago at Buckley's, which is right there, too, and uh, you know that place. Of course, yes. Congratulations on the anniversary. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. Let's get to a couple of uh, the major topics. One is uh, one of the four schools I went to, and I graduated from, I got my associate's degree, Kingsborough Community College. I've got a buddy who you know very well, and his name is Jeff Lax, and he has been complaining for years about anti-Semitism in the CUNY schools. And in fact, at one point, because I'm the most famous by far, the most famous person to ever go to Kingsborough, he wanted me to make the commencement speech there, and they said no. And he said, jokingly, ha, must be anti-Semitism, but now that you think about it, that may very well be the case. What is going on, in a with the way they treat Jewish people at our CUNY schools? Oh, I mean, are you actually surprised? Uh, you know, there's no freedom of speech anymore. I don't know if it's anti-Semitism, but uh, chances of you as a conservative getting a platform at CUNY is, is slim to none, okay? Uh, we actually, you know, we had hearings about anti-Semitism, um, and we questioned CUNY for an entire day back in June. And, you know, Joe Borelli, my minority leader, um, our minority leader, actually asked them this question. Have you ever had a conservative address the audience at any CUNY campuses? And they had no answer. You know, we, we asked them, have you had a pro-Israel speaker or a Zionist? Because they have all these crazies, right? They had Linda Sassor, who's a, a staunch anti-Semite. Um, they had they, they have all these, all these uh, Democrats, lefties, progressives, but they never have conservative, uh, pro-Israel speakers. So I'm not surprised, quite frankly. Well, I'm going to get that done. I am going to make the commencement speech at Kingsborough College. I also went to Brooklyn College. I could do it at a variety of places. And uh, I'm going to be that Republican, I guess. I'm not really conservative, but I'll go with it. That's fine. I'm going to be that guy and uh, make that speech. I'm going to break it in because the time has come. The red wave is coming, and so is Sid Rosenberg, and I know you'll be standing right next to me. I will be more than happy to make that happen. All right, let's to get help you. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you, and I appreciate that. Uh, the other big story is I know you've got a, uh, a big uh, deal coming up with my friend Lee Zeldin this Friday up on West 77th and Columbus. You're calling it Moms 4, the number 4 Zeldin Town Hall, New York City Moms here from Lee Zeldin running, of course, for governor. I've got a bunch of friends who are going to this as well, moms who send their schools in that area because don't forget, I just moved out of the Upper West Side to Rockway because I couldn't stand it anymore. That was my neighborhood. Tell us about this uh, big event you'll be doing with Lee Zeldin coming up on Friday. Uh, sure. Friday, 10 a.m., outside of Anderson at 100 West 77th Street, we will have Lee Zeldin addressing moms. And let me tell you, it's not just going to be Republican moms. It, you know, we have got a group of moms together. We have about 50 moms in a, in a chat. 
Um, and let me tell you, they're mostly Democrats who are sick and tired of seeing what's going on with our state, uh, with the mandates, with the education system, with them trying to push CRT and our children, trying to mask our children. And, you know, they blame Kathy Hochul for all of this. And these are Democrats who have never voted Republican in their life. And they are ready to go all out for Lee Zeldin. Uh, they want to hear from him. They're bringing more moms to this event. So we're looking forward to this. And, uh, you know, we invite everyone to attend on Friday. My favorite part of what you just said, Inna, was a lot of these moms are Democrats. I know you know this, but Bob Holden, Democrat out of Queens, He's now endorsed Lee Zeldin, not Kathy Hochul, on a very uh, anecdotal basis. I have friends who are Democrats. They've had enough of Democrat leadership. So when we talk about a red wave coming in November, it is fair to say that if Democrats have had enough, certainly independents should be leaning one way. So what you said about Democrat moms being there on Friday, that is great news for Republicans like me and Lee Zeldin. Oh, 100%. I mean, we're seeing Democrats, we're seeing, you know, people of all races and colors. We just had, we just had a Zoom uh, with about 20 people on it. And I have to tell you, Hispanics, Black Americans, um, Syrians, Jews, Christians, Italians, we've had this diverse group of people who are all ready to go out for Lee Zeldin because they are just so sick and tired of what's been happening. So I think that we're going to see a red wave, like you mentioned. I think that, you know, I would encourage people not to believe the polls, some of the polls that are coming out. Um, you know, that's exactly what was happening in my race, where everybody was saying that I have no chance of winning as a Republican in New York City. And look at what happened in my race, right? Landslide. So I think that people uh, need to ignore that and, and do whatever they can to come out and vote for Lee Zeldin and encourage others to vote. And we will see a victory on November 8th. You know, we just talked about Michael's Restaurant. That's part of the Midwood section of Brooklyn. Uh, I went to school. Kingsborough, of course, is Manhattan Beach. Uh, the Gravesend area, we I shoot that television show down there all the time. Brighton Beach and Coney Island, near and dear to me. John Katzmatidis, as you know, owns those two beautiful buildings on Coney Island. In a, so I'm always interested in the crime in that area. I know you're keeping the outdoors on Notion and are clean, but on a serious note, crime in your specific district in Brooklyn, what does it look like? So, look, in my specific district, thank God, things are really okay, especially relatively to the other districts. Um, and I think it's a, a lot of it is, is because people here really support the police. I have a great relationship with the three precincts here in my district, uh, with the commanding officers. Any, anytime I need them, they're, they're here. Um, and, you know, I guess it also depends on who is living here, you know, what kind of population is here. So we're really okay. There are, uh, there are some situations that, you know, we have with cars. Uh, people are breaking into cars. Yeah. But, you know, compared to some other districts and what's happening, um, it, it's pretty quiet down here. But I'm still very disturbed about what's going on in our city. And I don't know if you saw uh, my colleague, Tiffany Caban, yep. just a couple of days ago, came out with uh, a, a guide, guidelines for merchants who are being attacked. Um, and she has a lot of advice. Uh, for people being attacked and you know she says what you need you know you don't need to call the police what you need to do is try to distract your attacker tell him this is not okay stop don't do this or spill <laughs> a soda to distract him or ask him oh didn't we go to the same high school i mean this is absolute insanity that you're seeing out of the city council 
No, I agree. Uh, her and there's another guy, uh, this uh, Zoran Mamdani, these two morons, they both uh, kind of said the same thing. And, and Joe Borelli said the same thing to me at 7 o'clock this morning, you know, that, yes, yeah, she may be a colleague of yours, but he's embarrassed. And I'll tell you this, I hate to say this, Anna, but with these people, until it hits home, they all come off as pandering, virtue-signaling politicians. If God forbid, and I mean God forbid, you know, Tiffany's house gets broken into at 3 o'clock in the morning, and some masked man is approaching her in her bedroom. Is she going to call the police if she has the opportunity or ask the guy where he went to school? I mean, she sounds like a moron. And you know what? She went to law school. So you would expect a little better from someone who has a Jewish doctorate, right? I mean, and I don't know. I don't know that what, if she would change her mind. If someone would rob her or attack her, no. I'm not sure that she would. I think she might say they need mental health. Well, it depends. I mean, they rob her, maybe. But if God, God forbid, I say God forbid, they rape her or they kill a family member of hers, she would change her tune, trust me. And that's what's pathetic about these people. It's just, it has to happen to them or else they don't care. So when you go to your next council meeting and she's there, do you walk up to her and say hello? How does that, how does that happen? She doesn't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> really? Even, even before this tweet or just since this tweet? Yeah. No, she's actually never spoken to me. Um, oh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty. I have pretty good relationships with uh, with most of my colleagues, um, and including the Democrats. Um, but you know, some of these lefties, they don't. They don't even talk to me. They don't even say hi, honestly. Oh yeah, yeah. That's okay. That's uh, that's yeah. her loss, not yours. Trust me, you know. All right. So here's. <laughs> what, I mean, seriously. All right. So here's what we got to work on. We got to work on uh, one of these CUNY schools. Bringing me in uh, to do the commencement. You're right there with me. We get Dove Hike in there, too. He is a, a great speaker on our behalf. And uh, we change things at the CUNY system and let them know it's okay for conservatives and Jews to speak at the universities. How about that? I'm more than happy to help. Very excited. And I just want to let the audience know that today there will be an article in your post about what CUNY's response is. Uh, to my request, as you know, I've been fighting um, for this issue at CUNY since, you know, for a while, but especially yeah. since the hearing. I've been talking to CUNY, and that was the chancellor, and uh, I received the response that I think is pretty significant if, if they're actually going to follow through. So today in the post, there will be a story on that. So How about that? Look at you. You're making a lot of, I'll tell you, you know, for a councilwoman from Brooklyn, you make a Making a lot of noise. I mean, you're great. You know, the anti-Semitism, Tiffany Caban. You're attacking all the major issues. And, of course, you're a Ukrainian-American attorney. So I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about the latest with Ukraine-Russia. What are your thoughts on that? I think that it's going to be going on, unfortunately, for a while. Um, it's pretty, pretty insane, uh, pretty intense what's been going on. It's not stopping. I don't see an end to it anytime soon. Um, on my end, we're just doing what we can locally, you know, connecting people with uh, pro bono legal services, um, assisting them with finding housing, and, uh, you know, just doing what we can here to, to help them out with any of their issues. We have a lot of them coming to our office. Um, so, I mean, that's pretty much what we can do here locally. I wish there was something more that we can do yeah. uh, for their country, but yeah. it's not going to end anytime soon. Yeah, I agree with you. Well, listen, uh, Lashana Tova, Happy New Year. 
Uh, have an easy fast uh, coming up Yom Kippur here on uh, Wednesday. Keep talking, Inna, because you're a great voice, not just in Brooklyn, not just in New York State, but for our country. And uh, keep coming back on this show. I'm a big fan. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I look forward to seeing you uh, speak at CUNY. There you go. Me and you. So write it down now, folks. Inna, Inna Vernikoff, Sid Rosenberg will be speaking at a CUNY school at a theater near you. 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. Still to come, your chance at cash and prizes with Beat Sid and America's mayor on the other side, the great Rudy Giuliani on this, the Monday edition of the number one Nielsen-rated news talk show in New York City and the self-proclaimed best talk show in America, Bernie and Sid. More of me, Sid, right after this. Hey, Bill O'Reilly here, and you are listening to Bernie and Sid. God help you. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. They're all attacking me, including the racist AG, Attorney General in New York, whose state is falling apart from murders, rapes, robberies, drug deals, and every other form of record-breaking crime. As this racist AG, she is just as bad as you get. And she only campaigned. You know what her campaign was? I didn't know her. She didn't know me. I will get Donald Trump. And then, you know, she ran for governor. She got like 2% or something. And then she went right back. I said, well, does this mean she's leaving the state from the attorney general because she's terrible? She's terrible on crime, unless it's Donald Trump we can get in some form. She was trying to protect banks, but the banks got paid. They never even defaulted. They were, the fact is I made a lot of money. We have a lot of cash. We have a great company. I pay off the banks. I think she thought the banks were taken advantage of. No, the banks had the best lawyers in the country. Believe me, I know that. They're very smart. We don't need her protecting banks. We need her protecting the people of New York from being murdered. Late great David Bowie, young American. That was Donald Trump from his huge rally in Michigan on Saturday night, courtesy of Newsmax, calling Letitia James a racist, which she is. He's right. And uh, she needs to go. Dereliction of duty, all that stuff. Get rid of her. Her and Alvin Bragg, that would be quite a day, huh? Get rid of both of them in one day. And Kathy Hochul. Let's make it a threesome. Why not? He is the greatest politician in the history of New York. Peter King's right there, but Woody, he is America's mayor and now does a fantastic job, 3 o'clock every weekday afternoon, right here on this station. And most importantly, along with his son, Andrew, Andrew's beautiful wife, Z, and his granddaughter, Grace, a dear, dear friend of the Rosenberg family. He is Rudy Giuliani. Rudy, good Monday morning. How are you, buddy? I'm really, really good, Sid. How are you? I am. Uh, I'm doing great. Uh, and that Trump cut, he just flat out 
calls Atisha James a, a racist. That's why you got to miss the guy. He's right. He's right. He is a racist. There's no question about it. But that type of stuff, Rudy, is why America misses Donald Trump. Yeah. You know, everybody almost seems like everyone else. And there are a lot of other good ones kind of talk around it. And they they talk the way politicians talk. He talks the way we talk, meaning to you, me, your wife, my wife, our friends, or for example, you mentioned Andrew uh, and Z and and Grace were over last night and we had dinner. This is the way we talk. If our friends come over, we talk straight to each other. We don't right. beat around the bush. And all these politicians, it's as if they they're always lying, holding something back. This is the way he feels. We agree with him. Other people can disagree with him. I always thought they were really, really crazy to criticize him for tweeting so much. Even the other side, at least they got to know what he was thinking. It's a, it's an unbelievable thing to know what your leader is thinking. We never had that with a president. I mean, we knew why he did things. So we could disagree with it. In a democracy, we could say, well, that's why he's a bad president. With this guy in the White House, we don't know what the hell he's doing. No. He doesn't know what he's doing, so how no. would we know what he's doing? I mean, really, and it, you almost don't want to laugh at it because it borders on sad and maybe speaks to dementia more than evil. But when he was trying to point out this uh, poor woman who was killed in a car crash back in oh. August, I mean, was that one of the, the the worst things you've ever seen from a leader, Rudy? Yeah. I find myself that a long time ago, I, I said, I shouldn't, even when he was running, I said to myself, I can't laugh about this. This is too serious. Yeah. If he becomes president, my country is going to be in a disaster. But I, I, I still find myself just laughing endlessly at oh, when Kamala Harris said we're in a, we're, we're in a friendly alliance with North Korea. <laughs> and at, at the very moment, that they're, they're sending rockets over Japan, trying to see how far they can go to reach the United States. She couldn't have picked the worst country. She might as well said to Russia. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Where do they find them? I, mean, I don't know. There you are. You're laughing. I'm laughing. And you say to yourself, "This is where do you find this woman? You, you have a demented president. I think if he had a competent vice president, he'd be gone by now. Yeah, agreed. I think even the Democrat Party, let's face it, they have to know even better than we do how bad it is. They work with him every day. They see him. The lapses he has in public, he has to have even more in private. But they're saying to themselves, the devil we know may be better than the devil we don't know. Yeah. Well, you know, with Kamala, uh, there was Donald Trump calling Letitia James a racist. And you mentioned Kamala last week, how ridiculous her statements were. But she also, I think, uh, Kamala made a very racist statement yesterday. And this was her response to the people down in Florida, Rudy, who should be getting some help after Hurricane Ian. If you missed it, I'm going to play it right now. This is Kamala Harris singling out her community, African-Americans, over everybody else in terms of Floridians needing help. Lou, play it. It is our um, lowest-income communities and our communities of color that are most impacted by these extreme conditions and and impacted by by issues that are not of their own making. And so we... Absolutely. And so we have to address this in a way that is about giving resources based on equity, understanding that we we fight for equality, but we also need to fight for equity, understanding not everyone starts out at the same place. 
And if we want people to be in an equal place, sometimes we have to take into account those disparities um, and, and do that work. So, Rudy, there it is. After a horrific tragedy for white people, black people, everybody, she's talking about helping out people based on equity. Can you believe that? No, I can't believe it, except it is about as clear a description of the current policy of the Democrat Party that you can possibly get. This is where they all are. She, she uh, I mean, she did us the favor of saying it. <laughs> the worst time to apply something like that is during an emergency, right. when the criteria for help is obvious. Who's affected the most? Who's hurt the most? You know, two people walk into a, into a uh, emergency room, and one is seriously injured and the other isn't quite as seriously injured but needs equity. So we let the person die who's <laughs> white and yeah. we save the person who's black or whatever the, whatever they want to do. You turn it around in the old south. We, we take care of the white person and let the black person die. This is just the reverse of the discrimination and the terrible, terrible uh, problem of discrimination we had in America, you know, 100 years ago. Yep. It just reverse. It's no different. It's no different if you – uh, prefer a black to a white or a white to a black if you're denying basic needs that people have. And can you pick a worse situation than a God-inspired uh, emergency where people, you know, are life or death is at stake, and she's trying to figure out, are we taking care of more blacks than whites? <laughs> I mean, and, I'm not, and by the way, I'm not done yet. So you've got Biden talking to dead people. You've got Kamala, who's out there, you know, worrying about black people after a hurricane I got one more for you, and I've had uh, I've talked about this lady with both Inna Vernikov in Brooklyn and Joe Borelli on Staten Island. Her name is Tiffany Caban. She's a councilwoman oh here. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And her advice for anyone about to be attacked, stabbed, or murdered is, and I quote Rudy, you don't need the cops. Spill a soda to distract the perp or ask them where they went to school. So right before, God forbid, I mean God forbid, somebody breaks in her house, is about to rape her. Is she going to ask this guy where he went to school? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't. I'm sorry, sis. I know. I, no, I know. Laugh. What I know. a tragedy. Can you imagine? No. Can you imagine the scene? I mean, you and I should do an 11 o'clock show like uh, the old uh, like the old SNL, but we'll just dedicate it to <laughs> – these, every, you, imagine the show every night. You get some woman that comes out, a guy's going to rape her, and she says, what school did you go to? And he, he takes it as a come on. Right, right. He does. He says, oh, I, yeah, I, I went to uh, Bishop Lockham High School, like, like uh, James and I did. Yeah, we have something in common. Oh, you like me. <laughs> what a moron. I mean, seriously. I mean, if I, if I you know, you walk up. Many years ago, when I was single, I used to engage in the practice of trying to meet women. Sure. I think they call it picking people up. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so you go, you go up, and you, that's usually a line that you would start with. Oh, I think I know you. Didn't we go to the same school? <laughs> Didn't we meet at the dance? Maybe that would be good, too. Right. I think the guy, the guy comes in, he's got a knife at, at your throat, and you say, Gee, pal, I think we met at the dance. <laughs> Or uh, use your words. Don't use that knife. Oh, yeah. Use your words. Oh. Your mother taught you to use your words. <sighs> this is pathetic. It also will get people killed. Yes. If, yes. I mean, if anybody is you know naive enough, and there may be, to take this woman seriously because she's in public office, which says something to a lot of people, 
Imagine following that advice. I mean, this is like uh, uh, malpractice. Yeah. For a politician. It is. I mean, I know that uh, sometimes when you're put in a difficult situation, especially women who are still the hunted today, I admit that, and they will sometimes say things or do things really, really just to save their lives because they don't want to die, you know. So they may do that anyway just to stop the perp from killing them. But to say that, don't call the cops. I mean, what do you think she would do if her window broke at 3 o'clock in the morning? She called the cops immediately, and she, right. she's not even saying don't call the cops if you can't. I mean, because the guy's got you or you grabbed you or you'll make him angry or something. She's saying don't call the cops at all because they can't help. Right. <laughs> Under any circumstances, just hang in there and do it yourself. I mean, we've got to start a major uh, kung fu programs and <laughs> teach everybody to be a, a warrior. It's true because we have no choice. I mean, you have this poor EMS worker, God rest her soul, she's going to be – I guess so late to rest today, and she was stamped to death. Another guy in Harlem got slashed over the weekend. I mean, Eric Adams, I know he's your favorite like he's my favorite. He walks around like he's you, like he's the greatest mayor in the history of New York, and the city is crumbling all around him. And I still, still have people around me, Rudy, saying things like, oh, at least he's better than de Blasio. Give him some more time. He's not that, he's not that bad. Where do you live? Yeah, I mean it's all results, isn't it? It's not. Is he? Maybe he's better. He's more intelligent, or he doesn't say as many stupid no, things. I don't but know. The city is doing. The city is doing worse. I mean, oh, we we have to judge by results. Crime up thirty five to forty percent. Overall, he has shootings down a little bit and murder down a little bit. But then sporadically, we get a, a, a day like last Wednesday where sixteen people were shot in one day. In one day, 16 people were yeah, shot. Yeah. I don't remember that in the bad old days. Me either. People shot. No. Oh, my God. I mean, the, 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 that has to be a city completely out of control. And think of all the random shootings we have. You, you used to be able to say, I'll go here, that's safe. I'll go there, that's safe. Now you're sitting in a restaurant and a bullet comes in the window. You're sitting in a restaurant. Mm. Yeah, you're not you, in the middle. You're not. Right. It's not four o'clock in the morning that, in the that, middle of a dangerous that, neighborhood. That used to be reserved for places in Little Italy, where a bullet comes through in the afternoon. Yeah, and they didn't hit innocent people. They they, they knew. <laughs> oh, they I know. Knew, and if they did, they'd be killed. Right. Exactly. Right. That is, there was some honor uh, back then when uh, when the mob was um, some before yeah, John I mean, Gotti. They should have done all that killing, but right. you know. it is it's business, Rudy. It's just business. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> so what do you think? So what this do you think about our, our, our guy Lee Zeldin now with all this talk about crime and all these issues? And, you know, he, he seems to be, be ahead of it by 10 points. I know, but uh, you think he's going to win? She's a walking, she, I mean, she's a walking criminal problem. But she'll be indicted at some point if they're, wow. for example, if we get a, a Republican president and a Republican uh, appointed U.S. attorney, uh, the case is, I mean, she's making a case every week, uh, take, taking the 600 and uh, uh, given out a $640 million contract to a company in three hours without any without any due diligence, and it's not necessary. It's a middleman company that doubled or tripled the price of mass, uh, of uh, tests. California is buying the same test for like $5. We're paying $13. So all she has to do is get rid of the company she's paying, go directly to the company that makes the mass. She gets the same discount as crazy california however this guy gave her we can count almost 400 grand in contributions quickly 
that's big money for for a, a new time candidate. And it all happens at exactly the same time. So maybe you give her one of those. She's got two or three of them. Yep. And her husband's standing in line to make a fortune. Yep. On the on the stadium that she's spending, Sid, she's spending four billion dollars more on that Jeez. stadium than she has to. I'm not just counting the inflated construction costs. I'm counting the bribes she had to br- make in order to get the votes from the people who didn't want the stadium. Yep. She went and built things for them, added $4 billion to the new budget she came back with that Cuomo had. So she's spending $4 billion of our money so her husband can make a fortune because he owns the concession. Unbelievable. I mean, Letitia James would have an easier time putting her away. Than Trump, she can't even come That's up with a, a great criminal example, case. Sid. I didn't, I, you know, you think about it right, right in front of him. If she wants to go headhunting for a politician, right? Yeah. That's, even, even uh, you know, I, I would say, hey, Letitia, try to help out with the violent crime that's going on. When I became U.S. Attorney in 1983, New York City had a violent crime problem. I went right to Mayor Koch, and I said, "What can I do to help?" I was the U.S. prosecutor. I said, Let, "I have some federal resources here that can help you." What can I do? He said, work on the Lower East Side. And I started a great program there. And uh, she should be going to the DAs. How about how about going up to Rochester and finding out why that has more murders per capita than any city in America? Yeah. Yep. Ro- little Rochester, little yep. teeny Rochester. Uh, also, uh, Binghamton, small uh, town, they get a ton of murders. You know, Syracuse, of course. And, um, and they don't have an NYPD. I mean, yep. for all of our, for all of even the problems it has. Even, you know, working with one arm tied behind its back, we're better off with that NYPD than they yeah. are most places. Agreed. No, no question. Yep. So on the way out, I want to ask you this. Uh, first of all, your son was great with me on television on uh, Saturday and uh, yeah, Sunday. He, was. he, he had was, a lot of fun, too. He was great. And, and the baby, no they didn't show it, but the baby, your granddaughter, was actually applauding when your son started to speak. It was adorable. Like, it was like she knew her father was on TV. I, it was saw, so... I, saw, I saw the video. He trains her well, right? Yeah, he does. <laughs> but I got it. As a guy that has made such amazing inroads in this city, will always be regarded long after you're gone, Rudy, as the greatest politician here ever. Certainly a controversial life afterwards, Trump and all that stuff. The radio stuff, you're really good at it. I love having you on every week now. It's one of the really high um, highlights of my week. Are you enjoying it? You like it? It's fun? Oh, my goodness. Am I enjoying it? You can't think of the amount of money it's saving me in psychiatrists. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I'd be saying all this stuff. You know, everybody gets tired, and they say, you gotta, we're going to get you a psychiatrist. You've got to go talk to somebody because you're boring. <laughs> so, uh, no, no, I enjoy it a lot. I mean, it keeps me... Every day, I, first thing I do when I get up is I collect all the, you know, all the newspaper articles, and I, I think of, I do my podcast every week. So I think of long term. As I'm doing the news, I start thinking of what are the long term implications of this, and I like to try and focus on the things that no, that are being censored. I like to encourage all of our journalists or reporters who think the way we do, you know, on more conservative side of it, that our role here. Is more important than it's ever been. Agreed. It really is. There is there, there is no free speech in America. No. If it wasn't for we could name twenty people and maybe five or ten stations and that's it. And some of them are only half and half. Yep. Like Fox News. But I mean, like WABC, and that's one of the great things. I mean, when 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 they write John Castamatidis, you can write it right now. I'm not. I shouldn't even say eulogy, but God forbid, or mine. But this is going to be one of the greatest things he did. 
WABC. No, he, I think he'd admit this that. Is, this is bigger than running for mayor, being yeah. mayor. Yeah, no, I think he'd agree to that. All the great success he's had to in business, whether it's been real estate or oil. Helped a lot of people. Think of all the people in New York employed by his uh, by his uh, stores. I mean, yep. that's a wonderful contribution. Yes. Hard to beat. Yeah, you beat it by free speech. Yep, and he's done a great it, job. At a time when it's being attacked. Yep. Well, listen, uh, we'll do this again next Monday, and next Monday is a big day, Rudy, because it's Columbus Day. And, no, uh, it isn't. Yes, it is. Get away with that. Oh, it's not? He's a bad man. <laughs> you know him. Everybody knows him. I mean, they know for sure the truth about Columbus. I mean, first of all, until 20 years ago, we weren't even sure we knew if Columbus existed. I mean, there's so many mythology. He was one time at an Italian-American function when I was being made the Grand Marshal of the Parade. I said that I think that he had Jewish background. Okay, <laughs> one Italian guy, a judge, a guy who was a federal judge, said, "What are you? What are you doing? Taking one of our heroes away from us? Everybody's got to be a Jew. Oh, it's funny. Everybody's got to be a Jew." Yeah, I said, true. "What are you crazy? <laughs> are you crazy? This is a written about this. Oh, I that's great. That is good. So you know what? So next week we'll celebrate Indigenous People Day. You and I. How about that? No, we'll celebrate. I mean, I'm thinking of going to the parade dressed as Columbus. Well, I'll be there. I'll be there in a convertible you know, Cadillac. Hold a globe in my hand. I love it. Know? I love it. And I don't know. I don't know what I'll do with the finger on my other hand. <laughs> Rudy, you're great, baby. We'll be listening at three o'clock this Talk afternoon. Thank you, Rudy. Have a good week. You too. What a great appearance right there by Rudy Giuliani. A great appearance here on the Bernie and Sid in the Morning Show. Make sure you're listening at 3 o'clock this afternoon to my dear friend, the esteemed mayor himself, the great Rudolph Giuliani. We'll take a short break. In fact, let me get a contestant right now for Beat Sid. Comes your way at 940. Your chance at cash and prizes. 1-800-848-WABC. 1-800-848-9222. More of me right after these words. Bernard McGurk. Unacceptable is throwing your beer can on the subway tracks. <laughs> Sid Rosenberg. I don't believe it's a three-man race. Bernie and Sid in the morning. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. My friend Lauren Conlon, she used to work here with us. She's still a good friend of mine. She is actually helping in Avernikov, or helped her, I should say, set up this Moms for Zeldin Town Hall, which comes up again on Friday, Upper West Side, 100 West 77th Street at Columbus Avenue at 10 a.m. So go there and um, support Lee Zeldin and Inna Lauren, the whole crew, would raise some hell. If I still lived on the Upper West Side, I would, I well, I probably wouldn't go anyway, but... Well, I'm always busy that time of the day, 10 o'clock. I'm here, you know. So, And now it's tough on me because it's not really nice out. We've got two nice days coming up, Thursday, 72 and sunny. That'll get me back on the beach the day after Yom Kippur. Uh, Friday, 73 and sunny. I'll be back on the beach, and that's really it. So now my um, what I call my tanning salon season starts. And sometimes I have to leave the show and go directly to the Upper West Side, 73rd in Amsterdam, or Columbus, I forget which one it is, to go tanning. So, well, yeah, It's a lot. You got your priorities good. Yeah. Good. Well, you always tell me how good I look. So You do. You look good right now. I do? Yes. You know, I broke out my uh, winter 
First time I've worn this coat, Lewis, since March or April. It's a Joseph Aboud beautiful sport jacket, but it's uh, a little heavier than the material I've been wearing the last couple of months. Because i got to tell you, walking out, and you live on the beach, too, right by me. Cold. Walk, cold? Yeah. This morning, I was like, what? That's it. What happened? Cold. Now, I didn't live in Rockaway last winter. We moved in April 1st, me, Danielle, and the kids. I was there one day in November uh, when we looked at the house before we closed. But all I keep uh, hearing from, like, Mike Sullivan and others is not a lot of snow. And he's in Breezy. He's on the Bay Park. Really, really cold and blustery. Windy. I hate that, man. Really. could be nasty, even though there's no snow. Well, this morning, for example, I've got four garbage pails in my driveway. And two of them were a block away. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, 3.30 in the morning, I'm retrieving my garbage pails down the block. Ay, ay, ay. Hear the wind at night. See, that I like. When I'm in bed, like in a warm bed, preferably naked with Danielle, and I uh, hear the howling wind, I like that. Like yesterday, for example, I loved yesterday. We went for an early breakfast, then we went shopping, you know, we stacked the house, came back, did laundry, and all I did was stay downstairs. My wife made it kind of like a man cave type of thing. I've got weights, I've got a flat screen TV, and had red zone football on all day. Made myself some lunch. Gabe was with his friends. Ava's in Europe. Danielle's upstairs working. It was a great day. And I knew it was cold and rainy outside, and it didn't matter. I was so comfy in my basement, which is uh, furnished and beautiful, watching red zone football. It was perfect. You want to come over? Yeah, I do. All right, when? Uh, Saturday. I'm busy. Pick another day. Um, the next Saturday. Nah, I'm busy. Okay. We'll what find we, a day, though. We will. Yeah, I know. You've been telling me. <laughs> no, because you never do. What do you mean I've been telling you? No, you've been telling I've me. I've invited you and MJ to dinner like a hundred times. No. Go to Wits End. Go no. to Rocco's. Hey, go to La Sorrentino. No. What do you mean, no? I get this is what it is. No. I'll, I'll, I'll text you. No, that's not true. Yeah, it is true. No, no. I'll give you one example. You're in uh, uh, Catania, New oh, York. No, stop with this, please. <laughs> you, you can't keep leaning on this for the seventy. Well, I hate this. Time. It was true. I invited you to a barbecue on the beach. No. And you know what? There's some for guyish friend up in... Uh... Everything is. I, 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 just text. I'll text you. I'll text you back. I'll text you. Well, how come you can't text me ever? I... Wait. No, no, uh... wait a second. Here's what you do text me. Okay. I'm okay. going to be honest about this. And it makes me smile. Every once in a while, we'll do something very emotional on the show. And Lou will text me that night or the next day and say, Hey, man, I just want to tell you, blah, blah, blah. And it's beautiful. And it makes me smile every time. That I'm being came, honest. That came from me? Many times. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I guess I forgot. But in terms of getting together, you have no desire to do that it. That is, that's, again, not true. MJ wants to, but you don't. No. So I think MJ probably goes to you, hey, Lou, how about dinner with Danielle and Sid? And you're like, nah, not tonight because I'm tired and, you know, there's like an, a, uh, there's a Black Sabbath concert on the Axis well, Channel. Well, you got half of it right. Mm. I'm which, tired. Which not part? happen. Which part? I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, she says to me, why don't, we do, why don't we do something with Sid and Danielle? I went, all right. And what happened? Get it done. But I'm telling you, he's going to say, text me, and then I won't hear back from him. Yeah. All right. Or, well, uh, hey, I'm going to Gravesend with my. Uh, you what know, about my this weekend? Friends. What about this weekend? We have no plans. You want to do something? Okay. All right, great. This weekend will work. Text me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Lou, I'm sorry. Danielle uh, and I, are, uh, we're down in Philly or somewhere. No, we'll be here. We'll be here. Oh, Lauren and Corey Zelnick having lunch today. Two of my favorite people. 
Big lunch in the city coming up this afternoon. That's who will do it. Corey Zelnick will just bogart me. That'll happen. You know, Zelnick, is, uh, he's got this uh, P.J. Clarks a couple of blocks away. You know this P.J. Clarks? Yeah. Up it's on, right by, uh, yeah, it's on second. Fifth, no, fifth. it's on third. Third. It's on I like 54th <laughs> or 55th. That's uh, his joint. So That's his place? Yeah. Yeah, he's a really big guy. Like, What's he's not, I mean, I know we're here with John Katsimatidis, who's the most successful guy probably in the country. But Corey's no joke, man. That's uh, I'm going there. And he's running the New York City Marathon, and he's doing it for his friend who had ALS. I mean, he's a big-time guy. He's huge. a great guy. That's huge. And he's got a lovely wife and a great daughter, Bailey. She goes to uh, Maryland. And Max is uh, stepson. They're all great people. He'll answer my text. No, he won't. Okay. No, Maybe. he will. He's a big fan. You know who's a huge fan of yours? Pete Morgan. I know. He loves you. I know. Traffic and sports Thank coming God up next. Pete. Right thank, now. thank you, Pete. <laughs> right now, it's the 77 WABC clip of the day. Listen to the Cats Roundtable. John Katsimatidis is on fire. He's like in the post every day. Today, I was reading something in the New York Post. Like page two or three, it was John. What, what the big story was it here? Um, oh, come on. One of the first couple of pages. Not Tiffany Caban. Oh, uh, oh it was uh, Dick Morris. Dick Morris is on record now saying that Hillary Clinton is definitely running in 2024, and she's going to run on this. Nobody wants open borders. Sorry, Joe Biden. Now, it's time to beat Bernie. It's time to beat Bernie. Sponsored by Fearless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters. You think you can beat Bernie? Good luck. It's time to beat Bernie. Well, it is that time on your Monday morning. 944. What's the temperature outside? Let's see. Huh. It says rain off and on. Let's see, 52? 52? Yeah, 50. 52, I see here, Lou. Don't All lie right. to me. Well, anyway, that's that your, was seamless. That's your WABC temp and time. How about that? The game, sponsored by Peerless Boilers, Pavilion Tankless Water. You just go to PeerlessBoilers.com, PavilionTankless.com. For a dealer near you, they are America's best-built Boilers, the great Dr. Mark Siegel. He's on Fox Business right now. How about that? Our good buddy, good buddy of the program. Our contestant for today, Rudy in New York City. We just had another Rudy on, Rudy. Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. What's going yeah. on? <laughs> How you doing? I'm good. How are you, bud? I'm doing good. Ready for this. All right. MTA MTA workers. You, uh, how's how's uh, the public transportation going on in the city? Is uh, that all right? Could, could be better. Yeah. Need more cops out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But overall, you know, we're uh, we're working. Well, we appreciate your hard work. We appreciate your hard <laughs> work, you. and uh, hopefully some, some point down the road we'll get you more help. All right. Awesome. Thanks. All right. Uh, you ready for the game today? Yes. All right. Let's do it. Here we go. Number one. One year ago today, Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback Tom Brady broke the all-time NFL passing yards record. What team did he do it against? Uh, wow. The Colts? Ooh. Wrong. You two-legged back of anthrax. You'll be decent. His former team, the New England Patriots. Oh, that? Patriots. Wow, okay. It all comes for a cir- full circle in the end. All right. <laughs> all right, 0 for 1. Here we go on to number 2. Which of these earns the honor of the best-selling compilation album of all time? Is it A, Legend by Bob Marley, B, Greatest Hits by the Eagles, or C, Substance by New Order? I would say Greatest Hits by the Eagles. Hey, now. <laughs> 1 for 2. Very nicely done, Rudy. Number 3. Mm-hmm. On this day in 1909, batting 377, racking up 107 RBI, and hitting nine home runs, who was the first player 
to ever win the Triple Crown while playing for the Detroit Tigers? Wow. Uh, I don't know. Babe Ruth? Wrong. You're two-legged back of anthrax. be Ty Cobb would be the correct answer. Ty Cobb. Uh, How about that? Nine home runs, and he won the Triple Crown. Just, that's great. That's why they call it the dead ball era, Philip. Oh, all right. Learn something new from Justin every day. How about that? One for three. On to number four. <coughs> Excuse me. Which WABC radio host is also the host of their own TV news program on Newsmax from 10 to 11 p.m. every weekday? Kilmeade. Who? Ryan Kilmeade. Oh. Ryan, you two-legged back of anthrax should be Jesus. Oh, Brian's on Fox. Uh, we were speaking of the great Greg Kelly. I should have known better. Yeah. That's all right. Hey, no worries. No worries. All right. One for four. In an attempt to go two for five, number five. In 1971, Madison Square Garden was the venue for one of the most iconic boxing matches of all time entitled The Fight of the Century that featured Muhammad Ali losing the first fight of his career to which Southpaw? Oh, uh... Frazier? Hey, now! Hey, you ended with a bang there, Rudy. Nice job. Two for five. We'll keep you on hold there for a couple minutes. Let uh, Sidney do his best here, as long as he pays attention. Let's play, baby. Are you ready to go? Yep. All right, you need three correct answers to win today's game. Money in the bank. Turn on the brand. Here we go. Number one. Yeah. One year ago today. Look ten- at this picture of me uh, and Daniel. Yeah, a black yeah, and white. Yeah. I'm sorry. He tried. Good he did, yeah, yeah. yeah. I tried. Sorry, did the yeah. best that I could. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Number one. <laughs> <laughs> one year ago today, Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback Tom Brady broke the all-time NFL passing yards record. What team did he do it against? There's no multiple choice? I should just know what team he it, broke the it, record against? If you guessed, you would probably get it. If I guessed, I would probably get it. <laughs> I mean, what kind of dumb... What do you think of when you think of Tom Brady? I think of the Patriots. Hey, now. I guess based on what you just said, that made sense. Because what you said before, if I guess, I'll probably get it. Was uh, Anyway, number two. Oh. So it's my fault. No, I got it right. Okay. Thank you. One for one. Guess yep. again. Guess again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which of these earns the honor of the best-selling compilation album of all time? Is it A, Legend by Bob Marley, B, Greatest Hits by the Eagles, or C, Substance by New Order? Oh, it's got to be the Eagles. B. Mm. <laughs> Substance by a great album. But... Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Well, flesh for Lulu. <laughs> Well, there was your multiple choice. I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> Who wrote today's game? It's brilliant. I love yeah, it. Uh, it's fun. This kid from Macedonia. Which doesn't even oh, exist. Philly. Good job. Yeah. Number three. All right. On to number three. Two for two. To win today's game. On this day in 1909, batting 377, racking up 107 RBI, and hitting nine home runs, who was the first player to ever win the Triple Crown while playing for the Detroit Tigers? Ty Cobb. Hey, now. Very nicely done. Nine home runs to win the Triple Crown. I could do that. It was a different era. It was a dead ball era. Right. I had to explain that to Lewis. He couldn't understand. Yeah, I huh? Huh? I can take a guess. Yeah. Yeah. I'll get it right if I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 All right. Well, you've already won today's game, but uh, we'll wrap it up here on to number four. Which WABC radio host is also the host of their own TV news program on Newsmax from 10 to 11 p.m. every weekday? Greg Kelly. Oh. <laughs> Not Brian Kilman. No. No. Number five. In 1971, Madison Square Garden was the venue for one of the most iconic boxing matches of all time. Entitled... Ali Frazier. Okay. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come Frank on. Sinatra oh, covered oh, the five. fight that night. The great Frank Sinatra was there. Wow. Chairman of the board. Yes. Mm. And uh, the drug uh, dealer that Denzel Washington played in that great movie, American Gangster. 
was uh, there that night, and he wore a mink coat and a hat, and that's when the authorities kind of caught on to him. Mm. Frank Lucas? Something like that. Uh, mm. Bo Dilo would know. Bo's back tomorrow. Anyway, uh, let me talk to uh, Rudy. Yeah, how about that? That's the second Rudy this hour. Well, I said the same thing. That's funny. Yeah. Rudy in New York City. Thank, thank you, uh, Justin. Great job. Hi, Rudy. Hey, how you doing? What's up, brother? All right, congratulations. You won? I did win, yes. Congratulations to you. You got on the radio and played the game. That's bigger. I know, finally. But uh, it was good to listen to you guys. I like the uh, email on earlier. And uh, it's nice to hear somebody who's not in a bubble that lives in New York and, you know, speaks to the people that actually live here. Where do you live uh, in the city? Where do you live here? Uh, Brooklyn. Where? Chipsay Bay. Chipsay Bay. Where? Uh, Ocean Parkway. And? Ne- Neptune Avenue. Very nice. Very, <laughs> yeah. very nice. Yeah. My old stomping could grounds. Be, could be better, though. You know, we need more police out here. No, I know. Uh, I know we do. That area is a little on the iffy side, I know. But uh, that's... Yeah, but, it, but it's a gem in the summer. Yes, agreed. Hey, Rudy, thank you all so much. Happy holidays to you. And uh, keep listening and call again soon, okay? You as well. Thank you. God bless you. We'll uh, take a short break. We'll come back and wrap up this great Monday edition of Bernie and Sid right after this. Beat Bernie. Sponsored by Fearless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters. On 77 WABC. Bernard McGurk. Bernard has been a friend of mine for so long. And Sid, you too. Sid Rosenberg. Not good, great. Bernie and Sid in the morning. I love you guys. I listen to you every morning and walk around the house laughing my butt off. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Oh, I love it. Play this. This is the original. Went with Jerry Rafferty, not the Foo Fighters. The Foo Fighters do this too? Baker Street. Oh, they do a great version. Well, I like this one better. Yes, we'll play that tomorrow. Foo Fighters, Baker Street, Joint 77 WABC, and Ramsey Mazda as we honor law enforcement officers across the nation. That comes up Friday, October the 28th with special guests and commentary, 77 WABC and Ramsey Mazda. We back the blue Friday, October 28th. Nobody backs the blue like me and Bernie, nobody. Yeah, you don't know the, uh, you don't know the Foo Fighters version of this? I, I, I don't. Yeah. I'd like to. Somebody play saxophone? and Yeah, the whole they deal. They do, really. All right. And I'm going to text you, so stop being such a... Um, no, it's just um, well, I'm documenting it right now. Well, write it down. That's, that's fine. Write it down. I just, it's on my phone. Okay. The text is coming at some point. I can't tell you I exactly know. Uh, right. Okay. I would have invited you to Luger on Saturday, but you never say yes, so I didn't bother even asking. Uh, that's what would you have done? Uh, Saturday? Yes. Uh, no, it was nasty out. See? There's always an excuse. But it's I had already planned the weekend to stay in right. and get a bunch of food in and watch uh, well, the Mets uh, have a disaster of Well, weekend. that's what I did, too. But yeah. Saturday night with Cheryl and Thomas, we had a nice dinner. By the way, the Mets, and I know this has been stated by a few other people, but... You really can't understate or overstate, excuse me, you can't overstate the importance of Sterling Marte. I don't care what numbers Pete Alonso has or Francisco Lindor, any one of these guys. Marte is the he's the straw that stirs the drink. I know Reggie was that, but he's been out and they've been lost offensively. Sterling Marte. I know it sounds crazy, but he really is the he makes yeah. it all go. 
I I used to think it was Jeff McNeil, but no, it's Marte because I think he's the best hitter on their team. Probably is, but Marte makes it go. Mets and Nationals tonight. Braves and Marlins tonight. Magic number down to one for the Braves. Yanks in Texas for the Rangers. They're the two seed. Aaron Judge still stuck on 61. Great show today. All of our guests were terrific. They really were. Joe Borelli, Rich Lowry, Inna Vernikov, and Rudy Giuliani. All great. Big, big show coming your way tomorrow before I take Wednesday off for Yom Kippur. Great job by my crew here. Lou Rafino, always outstanding. Macedonia, Phil, Justin, Ellick, brilliant. Deb Valentine, gnome-laden Jacqueline Carl, the whole crew. Stay dry today, folks. I'll be back again tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. with the best talk show in New York City. Until then, from all of us to all of you on this Monday, peace! Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all-natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024.